Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> if this is not one of one, one of our most impromptu shows that I am just so excited to get into with you guys. Um, if uh, thank you for coming to our impromptu Earth is Ghetto podcast pop-up show. Um, uh, we've decided to go ahead and do a lot of uh deep digging about Miss Queen Lizzie. But before we start and we get into all of that good stuff. First and foremost, I want to be able to do get um, Tony in the room. So give us a few seconds for that. Why won't I let him in? It's not letting Tony in. What's going on? Okay, open up the stereo app, Tony, and um, look for me and see if you can join the talk. Girl, it's a good thing to say like a schedule Earth Together episode. Girl. I know, right? Um, Tony, do me a favor. If you don't have your um, laptop, whatever, just go through the app and look up my name. Oh, you got it? Oh, no, no, yeah. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> but no, um, just look for one of our names and then just join the, the live talk. Because as soon as you pop up in the room, I'll be able to add you in. Oh, on your phone. Stereo on your phone. Man, I'm good at reading lips. <laughs> Did you see me reading lips just now, bitch? <laughs> that nigga is talented. All right. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Not too good with lips. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Let me see. Period. I was gonna be pissed if it didn't let him. <laughs> We're connected. 
Oh, okay. So I gotta. I hope my shit don't. Okay, so I gotta do this through my phone, right? Yeah, that's through your phone. You're just gonna put your laptop or whatever you're using to see us on mute, but unless we're already on mute. Because I don't oh. hear. Um... Okay. Yeah, your laptop. Uh, but I feel like I don't hear any. Like, I don't hear you doubling. So you think you might be good? We might be already on mute. I'm not can sure. You, can you guys? Can you hear me? Yes. yes, perfect. We can hear you perfect. Okay. All uh, right. Let me just plug my phone in because my phone's going to die. I, <laughs> I thought it was going to be on my computer. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> no uh, worries. But uh, in the meanwhile, while that is going on, I just want to welcome Tony to the panel. And of course, this Earth is Ghetto podcast pop-up show because we had to drag and we couldn't wait until our scheduled programming to do so. And uh, we also need help. You feel me? We wanted to make sure, because I wasn't waiting until our scheduled programming to do so. And I was like, and we need help. Let's go ahead and drag in unison. And that made me feel good about myself. So that's why we're here today. Okay. Um. But oh, first I'm ready and to foremost, queen, honey, trust me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but first and foremost, as we always do, let's do a quick little mental health check-in. Aaron, let me know how you doing, baby. Um, I feel good. I finally got me like an at-home job because I just don't like people. So I feel good about that. Um, of course, yeah, like, yeah. of course, my conservative family. Oh, uh, Tony, I think your laptop um, is uh, is not on mute because now we're getting feedback. I can hear the background. Try again. I just I just muted it because I, okay. I took that Perfect. calls out. That's why. Okay, no problem. Go ahead, Aaron. Um, okay. So, yeah, um, I basically just been doing what the fuck I want to do when it comes to my happiness. And, yeah, I'm, I feel kind of good right now. I've cut off a lot of toxic people. Um, so that's my mental health. <laughs> Amen. And Tony, how you doing, baby? I'm doing all right. I'm I'm, I'm hanging in there, y'all. It's, it's been a little bit of a rough day, but we're we're all we're all good. It's 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 fine. Uh, it's 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 Monday. It's Monday. Um and as for me, I just came back from vacation where um my cheeks was out. We was we was cheeked up like throughout the all seven days. It was crazy. <laughs> Not um, cheeked up. <laughs> Oh yeah, cheeked up on a Tuesday on a twelve o'clock afternoon. It'll make no fucking sense, but we got cheeks out. But uh, it was—I really—I had a great time. It was very confidence building. Um, so I'm—I'm I'm pretty happy about that. It sucks to get back to the grind, but who, how am I gonna pay for these vacations? You feel me? So it's so cool. It's okay. Here we are. I so where's the lie? <laughs> you know. Why does it um, have to be so expensive, y'all? Like. Why does the breathing have to be so fucking expensive? I would love to listen, know. Listen, they're right. going to be charging people by the breath. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. By the oxygen proximeter, they're like, oh, you at 90%? Oh, bitch, that's Yeah, yeah, charge. yeah, yeah. You're at 90% <laughs> oxygen? That's going to be $80,000. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, come on. That's 10% over. You got to be breathing a whole lot less to be living here. But, um, <laughs> so let's go ahead and jump into it because, child... Every single one of us come from islands that were colonized. So let's have a conversation about the queen. <laughs> that fucking part right there. Um, you know, I'ma just I'ma hand it off to Aaron right now to just kick kickstart this whole conversation off because me and Aaron was kicking like and just memeing back and forth on Instagram like the, the 
the day that all of this transpired. I do want to say, God bless Black Twitter. Like, if there is anything that has come out of the internet that is just truly, truly magical is Black Twitter. And the fact that within 10 minutes of the Queen's death, all of these memes were coming out. Like, I... Like, was there even a full 10 minutes? Irish and Black Twitter. Oh, I didn't even know white people. Listen, I was convinced. I'm convinced they had them shits saved and just waiting for the moment that that announcement was made because it was like drop, (laughs) drop the like memes. (laughs) Listen, here come the snow possums. Oh my god, y'all can't be doing that and being disrespectful. And you can't be talking bad about the dead. If you want respect after you are dead, you need to not be a shitty person while you're alive. I don't care. Thank you. Like the bitch is dead. Ghostbusters. Thank you. Thank you. I don't well, I mean, care. off of that, I want to piggyback off of that real quick. And it's like, you know, it's funny that you have all the white folks like, oh, don't speak ill of the dead. I'm like, damn, that's crazy. Because every time somebody black gets killed by the police, the first thing y'all start talking about is how they were thugs and how they were delinquents and how they were this, this, that, and the third. But then all of a sudden, the queen of colonization passes and it's like, don't you speak ill of the dead. Like, it's like, oh, okay. Backpedaling and pussy popping. I've never (laughs) seen people decide to go ahead and just like... Real quick. And, right, oh, right, and, right. <laughs> um, Jason Lee, I know, is so mad. I know Jason Lee from Hollywood Unlocked is so pissed off because mm-hmm. he tried to kill off the queen preemptively a few months ago when he got dragged because she wasn't dead yet. <laughs> Wait, what happened? I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't hear about that. Oh, you didn't see? So Jason nah, Lee from wait, Hollywood what? Unlocked from a few months ago went ahead and said the queen was dead and people got so upset they're like the bitch is still breathing she's alive how dare you it was crazy <laughs> bro she's 96 bro like i listen and let me tell you something Cicely Tyson is obviously a real queen, you know what I mean? Because she was like not with all of the colonization. Um, and she, when she was in her 90s and she died, the people who were just like, oh, it was too soon. I was like, okay, nigga, I love you. I love you. I love you to death. Um, but 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 Cicely Tyson was was one foot in the grave, the other one on a banana peel, and all she needed was a good gust of wind. I love sis. She's a queen. I love her. Let's be real. But, but like uh, she also in her nineties, my nigga. Right. Like it's like it's. Uh, I don't know how much longer you was expecting her to last now, but <laughs> she had a good run. She had a good run. You know, it's like. You lived to be in your 90s. You had a good run. Like, there's not really much. Yeah. She, she was one tall and I'll peel away from dying anyway. So, <laughs> but anyway, so my thing is, again, I am was born and raised in Jamaica. Jamaica was colonized by the British. You would not sit here yeah. and tell my black ass to feel bad for this bitch. Absolutely. But, you know, in, in, in an even more, like, not even in it so much, not even, actually, no, I take that back. Not even an extreme example. Like, that's honestly like telling Jews, like, don't be upset Hitler died. Like, don't speak ill of Hitler. Mm-hmm. I know that he mass genocided your whole entire family for generations, but don't, <laughs> you must respect the dead. 
Like, he was he's still dead a now. person. Since he's dead, he he's was a good person. <laughs> he was still a person. People loved him, you know? So it's like... Listen. It's the and same even shit. though the it's ones the that loved shit. him were probably but serial killers... It's so normalized to, it's it's become way too normalized for white people to expect people of color to sympathize with their oppressor, you know? And it's just like, there's no reason for us to, to have any type of sympathy, especially all of us. We're all Caribbean here. So, I mean, we've all have had our dealings with fucking England and not for nothing, but there are literally only 22 countries in the entire fucking world that have not been colonized or touched by Britain. That is crazy. That's crazy. Literally every six months, there is someone celebrating independence from fucking Britain. Like that, like that's mm. wild. That's wild to me. So it's, no, go ahead. Say was going to say something. No, I, sorry. I was going to say Barbados just got their um, independence. Barbados just got their independence. Do you know how insane that is? That in 2022, do, do you see how crazy that is? So it's like, so it makes it more reasonable to, reasonable to believe that slave owners were paid reparations for loss of income. Like, do you see how all of this correlates? Do you not, do you, do you, not, you don't think that they paid themselves reparations for loss of income? Let, let, stop. Stop it, bitch. And what's worse is that there are so many different countries that are fucking celebrating and you're not, and people are so upset that people are tap dancing on this bitch's grave that we're not realizing <laughs> this bitch, I'm tap dancing. I'm okay, doing a bitch, river dance. I'm doing rain dances, bitch. But shot them a rain dance. <laughs> Every two step you can think of, my fat ass is wobbling to it. I need you to understand. Bitch, I'm shaking that ass. i over her grave. Like, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Listen. Um, and people are so upset <laughs> that people have no, oh, you just don't have any care about this. Well, you're not realizing you're all right, that I this don't. woman did. You are correct. They got yes, reasons. Yes, ma'am, that is correct. Ciao. Right. Yeah, I I'm mean, it's so not just to be a life. callous bitch. It's, bro, like, listen to what I'm saying, though. Like, this is why I'm trying to, and then you tell them and explain to them, like, well, considering the fact that that bitch is wearing blood diamonds on her head, uh, she actively upheld apartheid in South Africa. Like she was responsible, that whole empire was responsible for the mass genocide, the slave trade. And you want me to have sympathy for this person because what? I, you that know what? So I, I think... <laughs> right, right. You have to of understand. British you know, people. Like <laughs> Bruh. They have such a short, British people, especially white British people, have, have, have such a short memory because remember, when you are the ones being oppressed, you have to know your oppressor. You have to know your oppressor like the back of your hand because you have to survive in their world and not the other way around. So it's always so funny when I hear white British people, like, she was 96 years old and I don't understand how people can be so mean and so callous and I just, I just don't know where the world is going. <laughs> Listen, Jennifer. I need you to understand right. the world has been going to a really shit place for a long time. And bitch, it's your fault. It's y'all's fault. Let me tell you something. The UK, Britain, y'all are um, what I like to call racism original. OG oh, oh. racism. Oh, 
absolutely absolutely that's like the motherland of like eugenics <laughs> and racism it's like it's, listen because you know white people are not responsible for anything except for taking credit we can give you that okay so and then um america is racism ultra right <laughs> we, we like to perfect over here okay um and then canada is racism light yeah um <laughs> Very much like the Coke Zero of racism, period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's, like it's, not right right it's not the real sugar. You got it. It's its own flavor of terrible. Yeah, I mean, that's 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 just, I love it. Racism light. Yeah, that's definitely kind of, because like, they, and that's the thing, they love the queen. Like, they, like, I have friends in Canada and they're like, RIP to a legacy. You know, you will be based. I'm like, legacy? Like, I'm like, legacy of what? I was like, let's discuss what this <sighs> legacy is. But then, you know, that's the thing, though. It's like, and Aaron, I don't think I sent you this picture, but one of my friends back in Miami sent me a picture of them flying the flags at half-mast, at half-mast to honor <laughs> the passing. I was like, you mean, to, hold, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're telling me our country is in a crisis? Over wow. the of an English, we're in a crisis, like in a state of emergency, because the English monarch has passed. Wow! And like this is, you know, like I saw a TikTok of this girl, and she was like, you know, y'all over here talking about how the founding fathers wouldn't have recognized um, this America's today. And she's like, you're damn fucking Skippy. She's like, you really think the founding fathers would have understood you weeping an English monarch's death? The ones that they were trying, you think, like she said, Paul Revere, Paul Revere, you think <laughs> that he would have been a-okay with the colonies mourning the death of the king of England. You really, you think that's what they would have been about? And here we are, flying flags at half-mast because this old dusty bitch died. Like, like, I like, want to know. It's just so amazing to me, like, seeing, like, white Americans mourn this raisin brand bitch. Like, girl, why are we so... She's not over here. I don't understand. Like, girl. You don't even go here. You don't even right. go here. Right. She, right. Right. But you know what? And I mean, honestly, like, I kind of feel like it's because she symbolizes, you know, the good old, back in the good old days when you can just call us the N-word to our face. Like, I think that she mm -hmm. symbolizes, I think she symbolizes the, the golden era of when that was okay. <laughs> And and they love it. They love it. They do. Like mm -hmm. they do. you start, and it's crazy because the mental backflips these motherfuckers be doing. Like when you start explaining to them why I said fuck the queen, and they just like no, but that's not. That you ever see the TikTok sound? It's like, but that's not the same. But that's not the okay. But that's not the same. Like that's literally I, them when you try to explain. Right. Yeah. I heard uh, somebody say the other day, they said the queen was a devoted mother to a pedophile and a wonderful wife to her cousin. And when I say, when I say, it took me the fuck out. I said, not a devoted Bro, the, mother to a pedophile. The devoted, well, yeah, the yeah. devoted wife to her cousin was just... <laughs> no, but you know what? No, what gets me too, though? Like, this is what really gets me. I'm like, you know, what's wild to me is like, as of like two weeks ago, she was a reptilian baby blood drinking murderer who killed Princess Diana. And then now all of a sudden, all of a sudden, she's none of those things anymore. And we need to have respect for the dead. 
like like that's like that's what i'm trying to understand i'm like wasn't she just a reptilian like two weeks ago and and now she's now she's a saint like we need to canonize her like like i like i <laughs> you almost killed me just then spit went down the wrong way i was laughing i almost fucking died i i, I really like, should charge you for that listen, um like, i know what like like of like whiteness when it comes memory. to when it comes to whiteness well, it's like if if someone passes away that is white it's like their whiteness is just, it's like it just flips the switch it doesn't matter what the fuck they did it's like oh my god we can't be saying that because you know white is pure girl i i can't and listen and i remember Davis, i'm very disappointed in you girl well, we, yes, I'm disappointed because I, I didn't know Viola Davis was going to be like, oh, I'm so sorry the Queen died. And I was oh like, that bitch was here bro. in real life. But I, okay, I, I didn't understand what that whole thing was about. That was, that was very upsetting. I'm a um, movie I'll be honest with you. We have an obsession with princes and princesses in the medieval yes. times, yes. even though yes. this was the time where people had the black pay, a black plague <laughs> because the black people hadn't come over to teach y'all niggas how to bathe yet. So that's why y'all was dying in droves and being dragged out by carts and shit. So <laughs> I, I, I like, no real talk. So I'm just saying like, it, like it, like if we look at it in the past, like I remember being in theater class and you have to know so many different things about theater when you're taking the tests and all that other shit. So the aisles in theater, I didn't know before I took the class, are called VOMs. And these are the aisles that lead from the entrance to the main stage. Do you know why they're called VOMs? No, I'm like scared to ask. <laughs> <laughs> you should be, because people were so nasty, they would just vomit on the ground. So they called them VOMs and you would just walk through the vomit and that's how they would exit. Yes. I'm not Gross. joking. I'm not fucking joking. I was so disgusted. No, I believe you. I mean, that's like when I learned about the expression, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. <laughs> you know? Oh, we don't know this one. Oh, we don't know this one. Oh, oh my God. okay, y'all are gonna love this. Okay, so I'm back scared. in Victorian, yeah, back in Victorian England, and also here in the US, AKA the white folks gilded age, around that time, this is also contributed why everyone died at 30. But so what would happen was, let's say like there's like okay let's say we're all in a family right and we have a baby right so sydney would go in and take a bath first then i would go and take a bath using that same bath water then aaron would go and take a bath using that same bath water and then lastly the baby would be bathed with that same bath water and then you would throw it out so that's why oh. they would say don't throw the baby out with the bath water and that's where that comes from. And then, you know, you kind of sit back here like, well, no wonder everybody was just dying of syphilis and fucking <laughs> consumption back in the back in this time. So this, this is how I know y'all they they this is how I know they created typhoid, they created dysentery, for sure. cholera, for sure. like, <laughs> like all of it, all of the above. All of the above. They don't they already don't wash their legs anyway. So <laughs> oh, yeah. They just let the soap slide down and, you and know, the amount of like I saw so many like Rebecca's and Sarah's and Susan's saying like what I mean like I just let the soap dribble down like why do I have to do all that I just let it run down because that's that's just unnecessary work I said I bet it is and you don't like to work because again of course you don't but now you, but you know like okay <laughs> let's piggyback, you know let's piggyback off of that too real quick because then that just leads me to like white people perpetuating the myth and it's just like oh black folks you know people of color are lazy 
this and that. I'm like, y'all are calling us lazy coming from the race of people who enslaved an entire group of people to do work that they did not want to do. So like y'all couldn't even comb your hair without 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 assistance. And it's just like breastfeed your children. But we're lazy. Right. Right. <laughs> but you want to tell us pick right. us up by our bootstraps when we say, "Hey, right, pick up by the bootstraps." You just like, yeah, you know, like it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's. This is why I said like they live in different universes, bro. So tying it back to the queen, it's like in their minds, like, and it's like what she was saying, Americans and white Americans, especially, just romanticize um, royalty, and they have like this weird, like, just yeah, a romanticized view of like what royalty is. But it's just like, do you not, like, you obviously are not aware of how that empire established itself and how that queen came to be. Like, this wasn't just, we picked some bitch up off the street and decided, <laughs> you know, we're going to put a crown on her. You know what I mean? Like, that's, we that's wasn't not... just playing, like, Playhouse. Like, girl, this is like... <laughs> <laughs> the Playhouse that went too far, you know, like, it's, it's not even that, like... It 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 disgusts it disgusts me so much because you have real people who are still living through the residual pain of that con colonization. Right. Like we right. we are still living through all of the bleaching. Like if we look at India, we look at Jamaica, we look at the places that the UK uh, colonized. How bad is bleaching in those fucking countries? Are we gonna yeah. really talk talk about the self hatred that has been injected in these places just because of the fact that we were colonized? Are you yeah. fucking serious? As she wears the diamonds from India. India and Africa, like, oh, I'm gonna make sure I let everybody know they oppressed it once. Nigga, are you fucking serious? I'm sorry. No, but it's true though. It's true though. And that's and that's the thing. It's like people and we were having that conversation with one of my coworkers who's all she's Jamaican, and she was like, there's a lot of she's like, there's not really hardcore racism, but there is colorism. But where does that come from? That comes from white people. There were, you know what I'm saying? It's just like the, the native Caribbeans, when we were all there, like no one thought anything about our skin color. We just, we were just people like we just, everybody looks like this. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't until the British and the Europeans started coming to our islands and we're like, no, that's ugly. Like you need to look like this. Like, mm -hmm. and that's, th that's pretty. Like this is beauty, you yeah. know? And that's where this self-loathing, you know, like we talk and I feel bad. I do. But like little, like look at little Kim, right? First of all, she was gorgeous. Like before all that happened, mm -hmm. Kim was gorgeous. She really was. And people talk shit about her. I being one of them, I'm not even gonna lie. Like I did say she Me looks too. crazy because I mean she. I she still, still like the same like, Chucky, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I like to see. But 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 in Kim's defense, unfortunately, that is a product of colonialism and it's just she wouldn't have felt the urge and the need to obsessively lighten her skin and 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 chop pieces of her face off hadn't it been for the industry and people around her telling her you look too black you know like you need to you need to lighten you need to yeah, this you need to that the and they've also mm -hmm. yes yeah, they out of the sun use uh skin lightening use all these types of things that that all happens from Again, industry, but industry is what is is another thing of white supremacy. Like that's that's the standard that they uphold. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, yeah, like it, that. Th this is why it's so hard, and what white people don't understand to sympathize with somebody like Queen Elizabeth because she is again, she is one person, but she is a person that represents an entire dynasty that 
killed, oppressed, and affected us. You know what I'm saying? So it's and yeah, um, take to, it away. No, I say, and to piggyback off of that, when it comes to Lil Kim, I remember when Notori Houghton was casted to play her in the movie, and Lil mm -hmm. Kim was upset. This bitch was livid. Because the world, including Biggie, who, by the way, an agent of white supremacy in that way, making this girl feel terrible for being dark and continually yeah. to, to choose Faith Evans over her, giving this woman a complex to the point where now she looks like a pulled back naked cat and nobody knows what to do about it. <laughs> not the pulled back naked cat. I'm not going to play with you tonight. <clears throat> <laughs> just but it's but it's true though it's true though and you see that constantly it's like the the and, and it's funny too because like i feel like as a as as in the diaspora it's like two two um how would you say it there's like two reactions to light skin and just these kinds of things and it's either it's either fetishizing or it's hostility and either way you spin it, both of those things come, I think, in my opinion, as a trauma response to just white supremacy. You know what I'm saying? Because again, even if you think back in the day of like slavery, if you look more mixed or you are mixed with white, you know what I'm saying? Yes, they did treat you better. They didn't mean you were treated the best, but you did have privileges. You were treated better. So for that reason, for the other people who were not, you know, quote unquote, light skin, that does create dissension between the two groups because then it kind of starts to create, oh, she thinks she's better than me because she's light skin. No, it has nothing to do with she thinks. It has everything to do with how other people, white people are treating this person compared to yourself, mm. you know? And again, and it's not, and I'm not coming for anybody who's dark skin or anything like that because it has nothing to do with that. It has, what I'm saying is that that whole thing, light skin and light complexion and um, phenot uh, whiter phenotypes, all of that has to do with white people imposing what they think is better onto people, mm -hmm. you know, and perpetuating that. You know what I'm saying? It's like me and Sid have had this conversation personally. I mean, I love, I love Bay. I love Beyonce. I do. I would be lying if I said I didn't. But Kelly is a much better singer than she is. She is way more talented than Beyonce is. And I will die on that fucking hill. But we cannot, we, you are lying to yourself if you think that Beyonce didn't get to where she was because she was the lightest yep, out of the I've three. said this before. If Beyonce had like a complexion like Normani, she would not have mm -hmm. the, like the recognition and like all these things like where she is now. But this is how strong, same for like these rap girls. I don't know, the, the dark skin rap <clears throat> girls, the few dark skin rap females that we do have don't get the credit that they deserve. We want the sweeties, we want the Doja Cats, we want... All, yes, exactly. And they're all light skin. Exactly. I mean, mm. look at Meg. First of all, I love Meg. Like, that's my bit. Like, I will drink her bath water. I love Meg the Stallion. <laughs> but, but look at everything that was started being said about They were accusing her of being trans. Uh, they were accusing her of uh, being mannish. Of all these. Masculine. They were masculinizing her because she's dark skin. But that bitch is bad as fuck. Like, it's like, like, like she's bad as fuck. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, but again, because of her complexion, and we know that's what it is, she gets masculine, masculinized automatically. It's like versus somebody like Doja Cat, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, I think, no, I was, I was just going to say, and I think we all have had that conversation, whether it be with our parents or whatever the case is. Hey, you can't go in being just as good. You have to be better. 
How many times did you see a Normani performance with any fucking mistakes? When's the last time you saw a Kelly Rowland performance that wasn't fucking on point? Anytime you see a dark-skinned woman, whether it be Dochi, whatever the hell it is, they have to kill it every fucking time. Because guess what? The mm -hmm. scrutiny is not the same. Because you got Saweetie, size two, sweating out Dorito juice on a fucking stage, and it don't <laughs> matter to nobody that she completely out of motherfucking breath. Not Dorito juice. Not Dorito juice. I'm serious. And she, like, yo, she can't do uh, the Dorito juice. She was, she yeah. was struggling. Just, just work also, something. And colorism is so strong. Like, I feel, like I've said before, I still stand by it. Um, Anti-fatness and anti-blackness go hand in hand as well. Because Saweetie can be on McDonald's commercials eating a whole Big Mac, but as soon as Lizzo does it, how dare you? That's disgusting. She shouldn't, she shouldn't be doing that. Very but true. A Saweetie Very can, true. Someone, like, someone like a Saweetie, since she is desirable, she can do stuff like that and get away with it and half-ass perform in all her performances. But Lizzo has to do, like, she cannot mess up at all. Bruh, again, on point. Tell me when Lizzo is not on fucking point. She has to be. Because even though she's not that dark, guess what? She's fat. And because she's fat and yeah. looked at as not quote-unquote desirable, it, because you got people like Aries Spears, who looks like he smells like earring backs, talking about her <laughs> like she's... No, seriously. Like, I, I was very upset. I was like, nigga, you look tired. You look like you sweating right now just sitting down. How, how <laughs> dare you talk? <laughs> I'm done. I got my drink, though. <laughs> No, no, I love it. I love it. No, but I mean, it, it's true, though. And we, you see that constantly. I mean, Sydney, I mean, you and I have talked about this even just at, and, and so many other points and occasions, too. But I mean, it's almost like, OK, like, look at somebody like, oh, perfect example, Kiki Palmer, who people are now starting to realize is actually a really great actress, even though she'd been killing it on Aquila and the Bee. Like, I don't know where anybody else was at. But, you know, and that's that's, that's, that's like, I will always you know what what I'm I'm because like, of you, Kiki. Kiki has been a star in my mind, but whatever. But who's getting all the, the, the recognition? Zendaya. And I'm not mm. saying that she's not talented. But she is. Because she is. But Kiki Palmer has gotten way more under her belt than Zendaya does. But yet Zendaya is in the limelight, is in the spotlight. Do you think, let me pose this question right now. Do you really think Euphoria would have been what it was had they cast Kiki Palmer Hell instead no. of Zendaya. Hell no. They wanted something to appeal to the masses. And to be honest, the masses is white people. Is white and, people. And, and if you look, right. No, go ahead. Go, go, go. No, I was just saying, and because Kiki is dark-skinned, the way that she would be, be right. received playing Rue would be completely different. There wouldn't totally be as much different. sympathy for her. Totally Let's different. be totally honest. Different. Yes, yes, yes. And I'm glad you brought that up because, yes, he, had it been Kiki Palmer, it would have been like, oh, she a crackhead. Like, she's a mess. Like, she's mm -hmm. not, you can't sympathize with her. Like, she is a bad person. All this other shit, had, because she's dark-skinned. But because it's Zendaya, who's mulata, she's mixed. Oh, she's just going through oh, a lot. She's going through a lot. Like, she, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like, it's, it's very, very, very different. You know, and again, you, <clears throat> you're... You don't get it if you're if you don't realize that. Like I don't know what else, I don't know what to say. You know, like you just don't get it. Like I, there's nothing to explain. Like I don't know. And I, 
Like and, you know, the, the girls who get it, you know, like. <laughs> exactly. The ones who get it, get it. The ones who don't never will. And even Tony and I had a conversation the other day, just talking about having sometimes white people in your vicinity while you guys are out in public doing your own thing. You can have one situation happen to you and those white people completely translate it differently. Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. hundred percent. I'm gonna share the story. I already shared it with Sid. I don't okay, know if I thank you. With you <laughs> but also for the audience. And I and I'm sure this this story, I mean, we've all had the story hundreds of times, each of us, I'm sure. But you know, it was basically this, right? So it was uh myself, uh other coworkers, you know, basically all the black folks, and then there was like three, there was like three white people at the table, right? So of course, you know, we're all kicking, we're having a good time. And this white man walks over, this old white man comes up to where we are sitting and he is like, wow, you guys are having just such a good time, aren't you? And immediately, like everyone's face changed, like all of us like immediately were like, yeah, we are. And he's just like, yeah, you guys are just having so much fun. And we're like, yeah, like what, what do you want? And he was like, no, nothing. I just, I just wanted to say what a good time you guys were having. And then like, he like awkwardly left because we started ignoring him, right? And so my white friends was like, oh, but like, that guy was just being so nice. Like, why did you guys get like that? And we were like, he was not being nice. Like, that was not nice. Like, they were like, no, but he was just saying what a good time you're having. I'm like, you don't find that fucking weird? I'm like, yeah. you walk up to random tables of people and comment that they're having fun? No, what he was really saying was, y'all niggas are being loud as fuck and I'm gonna need you to tone it you, down. Like, you that's like to that being very urban right, right. now. Like, that's what times. he was saying, right. He's like, excuse me, you cannot be black and be having a good time here. I'm so sorry. Like, like that, that's like how they yeah. get back to work. Depending and that's on one of many are. stories that we've all had. I know we've all had that story, but it's like what Sid was saying. It's crazy how we had this. We lived and witnessed the same moment in time at the same table, and we all walked away. Well, not all of us, but they walked away <laughs> with a very different take on what happened. And then even afterwards, I was with my friend, and he was like. I just don't get like this is like two days after that he was like I just don't get like why you guys got like defensive like he was just seemed like a nice old man and I'm like bro because you don't you don't I'm like you don't understand microaggressions bro like that's what that was that's called a microaggression and it's not like it was just one and of us it was literally privilege. all of us we're in privilege like, is such a blinder privilege is such a blinder and why people don't know how to be self-aware they will never be able right. to know how to be self-aware right right and that's why they call it privilege right you don't you don't see it i had a friend of mine give me a really great example of white privilege and he said white privilege is like scissors and he said they're like scissors in the sense that all scissors that you buy are designed to be used by the right hand but if you're left-handed you can use the scissors but it's a lot more difficult to get it to cut Mm -hmm. And he says, that is white privilege. You don't even, if you're not left-handed, that would not even have crossed your mind because that didn't cross my mind until he pointed it out because I'm right-handed. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or he mm -hmm. said desks. Desks by design is to, for people who are right-handed. But people who are left-handed have difficulty writing, you know, with desks that are not set up that way. And again, unless you're left-handed, you would never notice that. And that's the same thing with white privilege. A lot of times, because I mean, again, I have white friends and I don't think they're bad people a lot of times, but it's again, it's that privilege a lot of times keeps them from being aware. And even as hard as they try to be self-aware, 
it, there's just so many things that I just feel like just does not register in their heads. And then they like gaslight people of color when we point it out and make us feel like we're crazy or we're reading too much into it. And it's just like, bro, no, like you just like, oh, whatever. I digress. I no, I and, and the thing about it is, I'll be honest with you, it's why I am so scrutinizing of white friends, because for me, not noticing that was very entry level. For me, that's some entry level shit. And for me, that means there's a lot I have to teach you. And that's emotional labor that I do not want to do. So I'm going to leave you by the wayside <laughs> and hope Facts. that you pick up a Facts. book called White, or White Fragility. Go figure your shit out because I'm not here to do this. I'm here to enjoy my life. Me living, breathing, and trying to have a good time is my activism. Because me existing in this life is already a mortality rate definer. So nobody's about to tell me that I now have to explain to you and go ahead and, and bring yourself over troubled waters so you can understand me i'm not doing that shit i'm not that is a great segue into the title of this episode of white mediocrity and it's them feeling like i mean it's true it's them feeling like when they do the bare minimum like they deserve a fucking medal and it's just like well i didn't call them the n-word i would right, hope like, you didn't what do you want and i would hope that that you know, that's, that's just the bare minimum here. Like, I I would hope you don't do that or think that, you know. But, you know, they expect rewards for, for just that, you know. Well, um, my best friend is black. Just, right. <laughs> you know, I wear black nail polish all the time. I have a black dog named Toto. Mm -hmm. uh, listen, my I love black nail things. tech is black. So, <laughs> black I don't know. Dick. I love black things. I love BBC. And that's the other thing too, that, and I'm glad you said the BBC thing, because that's another thing where white people will be like, I literally can't <laughs> be racist because I've bounced on at least six black dicks in this week, you know? And it's like, okay, there's, right. And it's like, what's his, what's the, what's that guy's name? Who? The BBC that you said you fucking, oh, um, right. Because all you know is that he's black. And he's got a big dick. Like that. That's 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 all you know. And that's all I think that his name is like, Devon. Right. right I, I think Devon Tyrone. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I had a so I have an aunt. Right. She married a Greek guy, who I said from the jumpity jump jump jump. Homeboy is racist. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so sure enough, you know, years go by and nothing happens, and you know, again, everyone thinks I'm crazy. Years go by, everything happened. Uh, the uh, this um, Floyd, the murder of Floyd happened. And I was losing my motherfucking mind on Facebook. And that man commented my shit. And he was like, there's no reason for you to be talking this way about the police and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I fucking knew it. Like, I was like, I fucking knew it. You all lives matter, blue lives matter, have a ass bitch. Like, I fucking knew it. So I ate his ass up on Facebook, granted. So he decides to call my mom and start bitching and shit like that. My mom obviously <laughs> ate his ass up too. That was like, call your mom. Right. No, calling my mom. Literally call my mother. Call my mother on a, well, I was 25, on a 25, 26 year old man. Like, yeah, call, call, call my mother. And, um, bitches of her. So my mom calls me back later and she's just like, you know, um, 
whatever, whatever, would have hit, uh, so I almost said his name, but whatever. So I was like, mom, he's racist. Like, if that did not give it away, like, I don't know what does. And she was like, no, he's not racist. He's married to your aunt. And I was like, what? I was like, I was like, first of all, first of all, not for nothing, I love my aunt, but that bitch is yellower than me, okay? Like, she is yellow, all right? She is mad light-skinned, okay? Above Super Drake, light skin. okay, Vera. No, right, like, like, honestly, even lighter than Drake. Like, even lighter than Drake. She's light, bro. Like, like light, bright, damn near white, all right? I was like, there's that factor playing into it. On top of the fact, and I told my mom, I was like, what you don't understand is that his mentality is she's not like them. And that uh -huh. in itself is racist, you know? And there's so many fucking people like that. They're like, oh, my wife is black. I'm not racist. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Um, Just because you fetishize your you wife. You do know a lot of the slave owners had relationships with um, black slaves. Yes. It still was racist yes. as fuck. And they were still like... racist as fuck. And I told my mom that too. I was like, you, you, as if the slave drivers did not, did not have relationships with slaves and they were still racist. You know, so it's like it has one does not have to do with the other, but the most of it is is the that. Like I'm sure, I'm sure you guys have gotten this before, especially from white people. Is oh my god, you're like so different though. Like you're not like them. You're well spoken. And I've heard that. And I've heard that. And at the time when I was drinking the Kool Aid, I was so complimented by that. I was just like, oh my god, yeah. You know, like those but other jiggaboos. And you know, when they say, but then again, it's like you sit back years and you reflect and you know, you, you stop drinking the Kool-Aid and you're like, damn, like that was like fucked up. And like, and, but mm -hmm. in their minds, like they think that it's, like it's okay like it's it's wild to me it's so wild to me and another thing that i wanted to make sure that i brought up before we close out this particular um topic because when we talk about um uh, light-skinned people uh biracial or depending on what type of biracial a cry racial um so what <laughs> happens is oh yeah, niggas be crying so um there, <laughs> so a lot of times a lot of times we look at the dynamic like oh they have a white mom but it's like, we forget that the white mom isn't the only black person in the room. We always look at the white mom and we're never looking at the black dad whose responsibility it should be to teach your daughter or, or, or whoever your, your children about their blackness. Whether they decide to identify as mixed race or black, regardless of the, the fact that you default on the hairstyles and just give it to this white woman who doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. Why would you do that? Why aren't you more close with your family so you can actually take that child and make sure you know something about their culture? We're always looking at these white women, like how could you not teach your daughter about a culture, but how can these white women teach her a culture that she's not in? Why aren't we looking yeah. at these black men? Why are you the weakest link? Yeah, I was watching a TikTok of a lady. Um, I think you sent it to me, Sid, I'm not sure. Either way, I saw a TikTok and it was this lady and she was talking about how when she was, she was adopted raised by a white family but she was black and she very much grew up in that i don't see color kind of like you know environment and she said that she remembers when she went to school and she was sitting next to a white girl and that girl said she was like oh i'm white too and she said her teacher who was black came up to her was just like baby like 
no, you're not. Like, who who told you that? You know, like, you, and she was like, well, my mom says that we're all the same, so I'm white, you know? And so the teacher literally called the mom and was like, listen, yeah. like, your daughter is here, you know? Like, I hate to have this conversation with you, but, like, your daughter's here who's very visibly Black is saying that she is a white girl, you know, like what's going on with that? And the mom was like, of course, oh, well, I taught her not to see color and this, that, and the third. And the teacher told her, she was like, well, you're teaching her not to see color, but for some reason she seems to think she's white. So like, why, what's what's going on here? You are lying to this girl. And, not only, and by lying to her, you are harming her too. Because again, it's like, I understand that maybe like you don't want to like, no, I mean, you know what? No, 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 I don't understand. Because it's like, at the same time, like, you're going to sit here and I and I, I see you don't want to expose your children to, like, racism and stuff like that, especially if you're a white parent with a biracial child or uh, an adopted Black child and you don't want to expose them and, like, make them feel different. But you are doing a disservice to them and harming them mm-hmm. by not telling them who they are, especially perceived in in the eyes of society and that's why there was a lot of like women who have biracial children that i knew when the whole floyd thing was going down and i was like what you guys don't understand is that your biracial children are still perceived as black in society it does Mm -hmm. not fucking matter if they have you a white mother or not in society they're going to look at your kid and they're going to say you are black yeah, and that's they, and that's that's just what it is. They didn't say Obama was the first biracial president. They say he was the first black right. president. Right, he's the first black president. Even though yes, he is biracial, but everybody knows him as the first black president. Because like I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, I I, I don't know about I don't know about y'all, but I mean, at the end of the day, the way I see it is, if you mix with black, you're black. Like personally, that's that's how I see it. Like I don't know about anybody else. Like so, I me me personally, and this goes for everybody. If you got to pull out your twenty three in me. <laughs> to prove that you are black. Baby, I need you to hang this up. Okay? Yeah. I need I, to hang yeah. this up for right now. Okay? Like, like, uh, and listen, yeah. if you're part you say the N-word in your own house, by all means. But if you come outside right. and you go to Cayocho, go to Cayocho and go say the N-word in the street, it'll be a problem, bitch. It'll be a problem. Don't get it's beat true. up trying to pull up your Ancestry.com. Don't get it's, beat it's up. It's true, though. Mm-hmm. It's true, though. Um, if you gotta, it's like you said, if you gotta pull out the 23andMe, and then at the same time, it's like, I understand phenotypes aren't everything. I get it. I get it. But at the same time, it's like... Mm-hmm. When you're not like, optically black, when you are not optically black, you are not treated as black. I am an optically black person. Tony is an, you cannot look at Tony and be like, nigga, where? Nigga, who is this Negroes? It's Negroes. You can't I'm white. look. What, did you, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Drake looking ass. But no. I'm a white male. I, why won't you see me as white? I just like, <laughs> Stop seeing color. No. So and, uh, I have to bring up. So there's only one race, and that is the human race. Oh yeah, those fucking bitches, bro. Like I, but you see, that's to tell me, me you're not living in reality. Toxic, that's the most toxic stance that you could have because you are literally refusing to even acknowledge that there's a problem, right? And also, I feel like we got to talk about Meghan Markle for a second. Oh, please, let's do that because I've been so, saying that she's diet black for a long time, and nobody, nobody. Oh, really oh, Oh, I guess you're going to love my point. The, okay, no, like, so, okay, no, nah, but like, for real, y'all, like, I had to be told Meghan Markle was black. Like, I, and I was I, just I, about I, to say. 
I had to be told that. And I, I, I literally, and again, I'm not saying, you know, phenotypes are not nothing. But in Megan's own words, she dead ass said she did not even, was not even aware of the fact that she's a black woman until she started dating Harry. That is when she was like, oh, That'll do I'm it. black? Right, like, like, you know, like, like, and think about how fair she is. Let me tell you something. I saw her on Suits the first initial time. She had like a white partner, whatever else was going on. I ne it never occurred to me that this woman was anything except white. Then she starts Same. dating Prince Harry, and then we see all of these things in the news, like, oh, our black woman, oh, just so excited to be chosen by the British Marna. I was like, okay, I don't know what's going on in these articles, but I. <laughs> didn't want to get colonized personally. That's what she decided. Listen, whatever. So listen, so let's look at the fact that she never saw herself as a black woman until she had this experience. Because guess what? In America, that she was looked at as a white person, as a uh, racially ambiguous person. But in the UK, yeah. because they are racism original, they are right. OG <laughs> right, racism. Right, right. Listen, the baby that she had, yo, that's a, that, I hate to sound like Cat Williams, like, wh wh where you get this white ass baby from? That's a <laughs> white baby with red hair and blue eyes. That's a white baby. And they're talking about how the black was going to taint the race. Her mother is not a dark complected woman. And she was also with a black man. Like her mother is lighter than I am. And she was with a white man. So her kids, so Megan came out very white passing. And my whole thing is, I felt passing. like, first she of all, it was honest sugar. of her yeah. Yeah. and it was honest of her to say what she said i did not see her as a black woman why the fuck would she we're all why? up her ass right now about like i can't believe she didn't see herself as a black woman well she was living in the u.s give me one reason why she would right i'll wait i'll wait i'll wait i'll wait but the, and, and that's the thing too is like everybody wants to like like applaud harry again white mediocrity doing the bare minimum it's like Everybody wants to applaud Harry, like, oh, he's dating a black woman. And then I'm just like, ah! I mean, yeah. now if Harry would have if Harry would have showed up with Lupita Nyong'o, then, then I would have oh, been like, yo, you really fucking did that. You did that. Like I, I, he went the lightest he could without getting beheaded. That's how I feel. Right. He <laughs> literally went for that's what I'm saying, diet black. Like he went for like and like almost like black on technicality you know what i'm saying and like it was just enough so that he could feel spicy but not too much that it would really deeply anger yeah. the royal family because i'm telling you if too he would have up with like i'm telling you lupita nyong'o if he would have showed up with her on his arm to the royal at buckingham they would have had a heart attack Listen. maybe he should have okay, like the queen would have dropped dead on the spot period oh she would have she would have been died she would have died like two years ago when they got married <laughs> Um, on the spot, and this right, is the thing. exactly. The one thing I respect Harry for is because uh, the one thing that I respect Harry for, because I really don't know that much about him, is the fact that he saw the writing on the wall when it came to his own mother, and he wanted to make sure that wasn't going to happen to his wife. He saw that yes. the, the yes. like, and I and I have to respect you for because he had to walk away from a lot of shit. But I honestly think, especially since he lived in that his whole life, I don't think it was that hard to walk away from. I think it was a fucking. I think it was a relief. I think he literally yeah. picked Meghan Markle for a fucking reason. You know how sometimes white people date black people out of spite. I don't know why I get that feeling. He mm -hmm. just wanted to go and give. Somebody a fucking heart attack. Yeah. I, you know, but that's okay. Okay, you said, I'm sick of right, this shit. you said what I was trying to get at here with that, and it's like he went for something that I think he knew, like just out of spite. 
But again, he didn't want to go too much, you know, too far down that, you know. So it's like, again, you pick like the lightest, most white passing, racially ambiguous woman that you could find, which, you know, yeah, compared to like everybody's fucking pasty ass in England, I'm sure she's very dark. You know what I'm saying? But like, that's what I'm she's like, everyone was like, oh, he's marrying a black princess. And I was like, who? And they're like, Megan, Megan. I, I was looking. Jeez. I was looking for a good minute. I was looking through her pictures, and I was like, "I, I mean, maybe, yeah, yeah." I guess, I like, like you're looking at it in the light and shit, and then like, yeah, I mean, yeah, a brown. That's a little binoculars like, for this one. <laughs> yeah, right. She's a little brown, I suppose. You know, like it's like, like she looks like she tans well, but I'm not right. Uh, Meanwhile, the maybe queen saw her kidding. and she was like, "I don't think this is white folks. I think this is Negroes." <laughs> like, uh, that's mm-hmm. that's you know what I mean. Like, so. And I feel like we were just able to see how intense the racism is in the UK via her whole yeah. situation, the way that people were coming at her, the way he's Pierce. What, what was his name? Pierce Morgan. Pierce Apparently Morgan. got like a, what a hard on he has for this lady just because you turned him down for a date. Now he's just upset forever. Um, like, and listen, she probably knew that he only had two M&Ms and a Tic Tac. She could probably see oh, the little dick energy from across the table. <laughs> I'm just saying, he don't, don't, he look, don't he look like he have a pacifier? That man look like he got a pacifier. Stop it. Very yeah. much a Mike and Night Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come on. Tic-tac Come on, I would be mad too. Um, but to take it out on people, like go, just going on all kinds of public platforms, trying to just kind of uh, defame her name. And I'll be honest with you, I feel like Mar- Meghan Markle was was thrust into blackness, and that was right. through she her was. marriage. But she was because she even said it. She was like, "I didn't see myself as black until literally I was made aware that I was black." Like you know, like that was. <laughs> No. Which tells you everything about her, her, excuse me, her life growing up. If it was, if she's what, how, let's say she's in her 30s, it took 30 years for her to be to realized <laughs> and be told that she was black. Which tells you what, she's raised and has lived her life as a white woman. Because mm-hmm. that's how society saw her that's how she saw herself that's how and i haven't seen her mom i mean is her mom also biracial or like is her like what, what are her, her mom's like? her, her mom looks black her mom's uh like she's not um she's light complected but her mom de- like you like oh there's a nigga that's where they come from like you're like oh okay i see i see like she went to the wedding with her locks out like Oh shit! I didn't even see that. I love it. Ooh, I love it. Oh, this, let me tell you stuff. You know the niggas was so mad. Niggas bringing niggas with, like you know you know people so was urban. so upset. What like, is this Wakanda? Yeah, <laughs> these seasoned motherfuckers. Vibranium carrying like just, just yeah. I need y'all to stop. I, I need you. I need y'all to stop. Giving them damn seasonings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> listen, listen. The voice. They so much. Yo, and I just want to say, England, England, England. Let's just step back for a second. Y'all colonized the world for spices, and all y'all got is bangers and mash and kidney pudding. I would be pissed Not off too. But what Not the kidding. fuck happened? We were lost in translation somehow. Do you know how much you destroyed India for coriander and black pepper, and you decide now you just don't use it? <laughs> But you see, that's just what makes me think that it was never about that. I think it was yeah. just, I want to colonize. I was like, 
does anyone feel like they haven't like murdered and pillaged in a little bit? Like, I don't know. Right, She's right. Like, you know yeah, why don't we raid India? That's yeah, so well, fun. We can't do it for no reason. Let's say it's I'm just like, so boring. Yeah. Yo, just it's so in the tone of, like, I just want to like, dance. Just let me dance. Like, like I feel like I haven't had I haven't had a a, a a quite good colonization in quite a bit. Um, what would you say? Yeah. <laughs> no, honestly, because the last time I pillaged, I went and I got like a young girl to go ahead and like do all of my laundry and cleaning. But I left her in the closet. I came back and she's not moving. So let's go get another one. <laughs> I'm really upset. Like, who's gonna comb my hair now? Now I, came back, I just wish that they came with some sort of extraction manual. Uh, you know, I'm just not sure. I'm just like not every sure few hours, how... they I don't understand. It's so it's so unfortunate. It doesn't make any sense. It's so unfortunate. But it's okay. Just go get a new one. And I hear they have natives now with very big, <laughs> you know what? We love oh. <laughs> Hiya! <laughs> Let me stop. I know that you could actually see their, you know's flaccid, believe it or not. Not flaccid. Yeah, it's not even hard. And you don't even have to move the stomach first to be able to spelunk <laughs> down there, to be able to find his penis. It's like it's visible already. Could you believe that? We right. want to just try our first nigger cock. <laughs> oh my god, I was ready. I, I couldn't stay in character for that one. I'm sorry, I was ready. Um, I, couldn't, I, couldn't, I couldn't stay in character for too long after that. That one, that, that one did me in. I was, I was no, dead. Like, it's facts, though. It's facts, though. So, I mean, that's... That's... That's 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 that that's that on that on Meghan Markle and again white mediocrity because uh, again I'm like the fact that this lady did not even know it kind of reminds did y'all ever see the Dave Chappelle skit where he's in the KKK? And, yes. You remember yes. that? Yes. Yes. And, yes. and he doesn't realize and he's by the way leader in the KKK. No idea that he's a black man and he goes to all of these clan meetings with his hood on and then yeah. one day he takes it off. And the people in the crowd, their heads start to explode. But here's the kicker. He decides to divorce his wife because she was a nigga lover. Because she was. <laughs> Stay woke. It was that. It's giving that same vibe to me. Like, I don't know. I don't oh, know country. I don't know about anybody else. But that's why, like, even that in itself, blood purity, blood quantum, like, all these things are also tools of colonization. Uh, and white supremacy as well. That's why, especially, I mean, I don't know if y'all are on TikTok too much, but TikTok is kind of going down like a really dangerous, like route, at least black TikTok. And they're kind of taking everything white supremacy, but making it black. And mm -hmm. it's like, it's getting really weird, you know? And it's kind of like, and I don't think that we should be going down this route. Like, cause again, it's like, you're taking tactics out of the oppressor's handbook and you're applying it, you know, like to to our community, and that's just that's just not helpful at all. Um, and then you know, mm. it's like I think I think um, I don't know if it was Aaron that made a video that I saw like that, but they were saying, um, you know, when you say Black Lives Matter, is it a certain type of black person that you're talking about? Mm. Is it yeah. this mm -hmm. hetero? black? Like, are you talking about that? That matters because everything else that's not because again it's like we're not a monolithic uh race or anything like that we're every, every all of us are different 
there's not a universal experience. You know what I'm saying? So you're even seeing like, you know, even like the nerdy blacks, like getting like ostracized from their own community because they're, they're white or that's white shit that they like. And it's just like, all they like is comic books and cartoons. Like, and that makes them white for some reason, right. you know? Um, or if you're, right, you uh, very, yeah. Or if you're more femme presenting, like, oh, that's some white shit. Like, and you're seen as like less black for some reason when, you know, when yeah. you present this way, um, or even, or even like uh, now they're using white passing without even fucking knowing what it means. Like I saw this one girl who was very visibly black, you know, she was just really light, like her complexion. And they were like, oh, you're lights, uh, you're white passing. So you can't be talking on black issues. And I'm like, in what fucking universe wow. is this a white woman? Like, you guys don't know what white passing means. White passing means mm -hmm. other white people think you're white. That's like, what for white real. passing is. Right. Yeah. Like, that's that's what that means. It doesn't mean your skin is, your complexion makes you white. Because, I mean, there's a lot of Asians, for example, that have white skin, but they're not fucking Caucasian, you know? So it's like, I don't, you know. But there yeah, are so, Asians I mean, that have dark skin like us. There are yeah. Asians like Mongolians. And by the way, for so and for whatever crazy reason, they seem to be on the bottom of the totem pole of, for the Asians. I don't know why. Um, right, right. But hmm. I, I, it, <laughs> I feel like it is. Um, we, we're really uh, the black community. Sadly, is really trying to put uh, blackface on patriarchy that's never served us. Yes, we are trying yes. um, so hard. And I don't know under. I don't. And what I don't get is when you hear the KKK say we hate gays and women and blah blah blah. And then you start saying the same shit, but just dab up, just dripping some African, uh, some inaccurate African shit around it and saying, oh, well, we believe the same thing. And you don't see that you're <laughs> literally trying to be like your oppressor. You don't see that at all. This is why I say that black men um, are the weakest link when it comes to situations like these. Because when, when we have conversations about black men going with white women, rarely ever do you see black women who are just like, I'm so mad. White women are just taking all of our black men. Let me tell you something. Like I said the other day, I will drag the tectonic plates of this earth together if I can get you closer <laughs> to your white woman. I need you to understand. <laughs> I will send you bus fare. Do you need an Uber? What you need? You want me to map it out for you? I got yeah. you. Because the one thing I want you to do is shut the fuck up. Okay? Because uh, I don't care that you're with white women. What I care about is the fact that you use preference, you hide behind preference, and then use black women as your reasoning to be with white women. Mm. When you, whenever they say, why do you like white women? They say shit like, well, black women are angry. Nigga, that's not yeah. what I asked you. They can never do it without bringing okay. up black women. Right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. They, they cannot even help it at this point. When I say I have a preference for orange juice and somebody asks me why I like orange juice, I don't say, well, fuck cranberry juice cranberry juice has been the bane of my existence fuck that hoe nobody says that they say why you like orange juice why is this white woman so special it's my aryan goddess blah blah, blah. whatever you want to say nigga make it about her <laughs> not mm. aryan goddess <laughs> whatever you want to say bitch Sydney, do your Sydney, do, Sydney, do your like <laughs> do your hertep your divine feminine voice thing. the hertep <laughs> Listen, I, as Sydney Queen Hadassah Reese's Pieces Cup the Third, I want to go ahead and tell I say, I my, say, my black women, listen, black women, if you really want to be 
feminine black women, you need to stop breathing for yourself. All this oxygen that you have in your body that you're only using for self, it's selfish, bitch. It's selfish. What you need to do is tell that man, roll over, suck that dick and breathe for him. <laughs> That's how you show that black man love. Okay, so we had three babies on you in the last year and you oh, haven't seen him in yeah. eight months. I need you to hold on. Lower your standards so your king can come up. Ashe, snap, 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 snap. Ashe, 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 my sister. Ashe. Never would have said that better. Now Absolutely. you're done speaking though. Let 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 us speak now. You're done. <laughs> 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 That's literally how it be. Like you have. That's literally how it is. Like, though. they're like powerful, powerful sis. All right, now stay quiet. You're done. Talking. All right, now shut up. Like, when I talk, you listen. You have like that was good. Feminine. That was good. Thank you for letting us know we inclusive. Now shut up and suck some dick. I appreciate it. <laughs> you have the the black woman who wants to uphold the patriarch, divine feminine, yeah. and then you have the Israelite. Yeah. So now you shut up. It's my turn. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my Jenna? Ashtray, bitch. I hate Tyler Perry, but be that, just at these moments where you just like, hmm, oh, no, we'll be no, putting in no. some gems. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah, yep. I mean, so, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of issues there to unpack. But again, again, this all goes back to being affected by white supremacy. And that is where you're, we're, we're having these issues and we're getting these issues from, I think, to tell, you know, just the nerdy anime black nerds, you know, like that they're not black um, or they don't fit your definition of black. So they're not allowed to sit at the table uh, starts to get really dangerous. Um, I don't know about anybody else. It does. No, um, I think it's a very um, dangerous space for us to be in, especially since we got young boys and young girls literally on TikTok, because we know TikTok is full of 13-year-olds who are taking yeah. in all of this new Andrew Tate hotep information, like, and they are applying it like with their full souls. I need people to yeah. understand. Like this is the reason why it's not just, oh, it's an annoyance and oh, just me. No, we got there was a 13-year-old boy that killed another 13-year-old girl. He stabbed her so violently that they had to remove the knife from her skull. And he and he went and he carved karma in her ankle with a knife. Oh my God. Why? Because he refused because she refused him when he asked her out. Wow. Do you see? Do you see? This is much bigger. This is much bigger than this wow. is just an annoyance. This is much bigger, like, we're, we are pretending that this is just a, a really cool, like, podcast topic for them to go ahead and talk about, but in reality, like, legitimately people and children are dying, legitimately. Yo, I didn't notice we had five, we had messages in here, did you know? Yeah, <laughs> I forgot. I'm, I'm <laughs> no, yeah, y'all go for it. I, 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 I don't know if I can play them. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls from around the world, you're listening to White Mediocrity, Queen Elizabeth, <laughs> with your hosts. Aaron and Sid, stay tuned in. <laughs> I appreciate you, Anelsa. It's crazy, no matter like what time frame we're looking at, even currently, there's just this uh, group of people that are always, it's usually about like half, give or take, of the population in any given country. You know, it depends, but usually about that, that are like so obsessed with being like having overlords or having like kings and queens or having people that they think are smarter than them 
they like allow themselves to continuously like be convinced that these other people are just more like um fit to rule everyone else it's insanity Mm -hmm. and yet these people are convinced that they somehow simultaneously live in democracy (laughs) dreaming tell you what hey Aaron what's up Sid how's it going Tony Sosa I'm down here listening y'all I'm giggling I'm giggling already but shout out to y'all shout out to the room Hey, Thank you, Moody. <laughs> <clears throat> Much love to everybody on the panel. To Aaron, hey, my love, and to Sid, how you doing, my baby? And Tony, I remember you from last time, honey. Um, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, you're the same friend that you're such yeah, friend. That's me. Yeah, I think so. One. I'm Am I bugging? Sorry. Like, I, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad. I'm back Short-term back. memory issues. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I'll be listening. Um, I know y'all probably are done talking about the queen because there's not much to say about the hoe, you know. Thank you know, <laughs> praise whatever the fuck the universe, non-existing universe, whatever the fuck ever for taking away another person who was committing genocides. I mean, that's great. Um, it's like the jazz club right now. Like. Yeah, I'll be listening. Like, what else is there? But even if she was of a darker hue. I think there's like a misperception like you don't have to necessarily support or love a particular race in order to want to fuck them or be with them like let's not get life fucked up we slaves were sexually abused and used by their slave masters are we now saying because they wanted to be sexually intimate with them that they somehow had any type of love for them absolutely the fuck not it's just such a stupid fucking argument I know many people well, not many, but I've known people who have been Caucasoids and they have been with black people and they do not like black people. And all, or it could be a situation where, situation where it's like, I love this specific person, mm-hmm. but anybody else that shares the same, same as mm-hmm. you, you're different. You're not like the rest type energy, you know? So Can yeah, that? that's such a bad, lousy argument when it comes to in defense of the racism. For example... Derek and Keyshawn from P Valley. Derek's yes, like mm-hmm. perfect example. That's a perfect not like example. the other blacks. Perfect example, and even still in his relationship with her, you could see his hatred of black people at the same time. It's mm-hmm. like everything mm-hmm. he hates about her, he ties back to her being black. You mm-hmm. know, or like when he called when he called Diamond the N word. You know, so it's just like it's shit like that that it's like. It's like, uh, I don't know who was just talking, but it's like she said, you know, it's like they like this specific person, mm-hmm. not the collective. <clears throat> and and I, I think we've all had that situation where we have had, because even uh, me, you know, just being the daughter of immigrants and just being in an aisle with a bunch of other white people who are American, they're looking at me thinking, oh, you're like the rest of the Americans talking shit about immigration. And then all of a sudden when I'm like, oh, pussy all, then all of a sudden everybody want to get mad. But I, I'm letting you know that at the end of the day, regardless of, I'm still the daughter of immigrants and there's certain shit that you're not going to be able to say around me in regards to that. But guess what? I've made you comfortable with this very American accent that I have. So you don't think that I have ties. So you think it's okay. And I feel like for white passing people, if you really want to do something for us, be the undercover niggas I need you to be. 
and start destroying shit from the inside. Because if you really, if you want to try so hard, like, oh, I want the nails and the cornrows and the sticky bangs and the (laughs) gold Derek braids and the, you know, know, the hair cover. It's a bonnet, nigga, whatever. Okay? You want to do all that shit, but you can't fight for us when I need you to. I need, like, listen, white passing women who are in the workforce or in corporate, I'm sorry, when I ask you for your pay, I'm not trying to get in your business. I want to make sure I'm being treated fairly. Why aren't you in that room with me making sure that I'm getting the same amount as you? Because if you really wanted to help a nigga out, these are the things that you would be doing. So uh, for a lot of these white passing people who only want our rhythm and none of our blues, I need to take on some of the blues in order to get respect in this motherfucker. There, you do not get an invite to the cookout. You got to pay for your plate. And the only thing you can bring is liquor. Sorry. There it is. And that's how Mary had a little lamb. But I mean, honestly, <laughs> God, though, like, <laughs> and that is on Lily Potter's grave, y'all. Like, I just... <laughs> but it's true though but that's the same that's the thing as well and it's like a lot of the white passing mixed people uh they benefit too greatly from whiteness they benefit way too much from it for them to let it go um and i've seen that happen many many times you know what i'm saying and it's it's crazy because like you said they don't want the blues they want the rhythm right and it's like they want like they want to wear the black aesthetics and be like, no, my mom's black. Like, I could wear cornrows. I could do this. They want to do all that. But when it comes down to the civil rights aspect of this, to the existence, to our collective, to our betterment, they take, they're white. Another <laughs> like example they, they, they from P-Valley. Uh, what's, what's the nigga name from P-Valley? He's like white passing and he took advantage Corbin. of it. Corbin. Another, they yeah. talked about all the shit, girl, in that show. And I liked, and I loved that. Yeah, they did. They did. Do you remember when Keyshawn, I think it was in the first season where uh, Corbin was walking away from getting beaten. We're going to one day dive deep into why that the fuck Corbin wants that and continues to work in a cotton field, but whatever. Well, the, I no, digress. Yeah, right, 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 right. It'll be right, for right. another That's day. But I remember this. when, yeah. bro, I'm sorry. I still got questions. Uh, <laughs> just like, really cotton? Uh, why don't you pick some? I was like, bitch. Okay, anyway, anyway. So, I, yeah. <laughs> I remember when he was walking away, Keyshawn said, I would be upset too. All that light and I still couldn't pass. And Uncle Clifford was like, yo, get your color struck ass on somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. Walk away, ho. And think about Keyshawn's um, uh, obsession with long hair and bundles. And then you actually see, uh, you know, my hair's not long enough. And then you actually see where it comes from as her father left her dark skinned mother for somebody who was lighter skinned. And I don't give a fuck what, what, what anybody has to say that they were also, um, it's, and I'm, and I'm going to say it's unfortunate, the father um, in that situation, Keyshawn's father, I believe he was taking advantage of those stepdaughters. I don't oh, feel like anybody absolutely. can tell me different. But they kind of uh, like the at way. That, they, yeah, they hinted at that. Yes, no, that I feel. I, I'm sorry, and I, I, you can see why Keyshawn, first of all, is probably not as much into black men because of the way that she's been treated. That's yeah. first. Yep. It's pretty easy. The the black father didn't protect her. The black boys on the at, at the high school are only talking shit about her. How easy was it for her to be pushed into the abuser's arms in this way? Absolutely. Do you see what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. And, 
I'm very upset about the way that there's a lot of people who still really hate Keyshawn and her character. And I'm just like, I feel like this is one of the realest portrayals of a woman in an abusive relationship. Because it's not easy to get out. People around you are but tired. Then, do, you, do you know what I'm saying? But then again, like what we were saying earlier, what if, what if you put, um, oh my God, what if you put Autumn mm. in Keyshawn's place? Then how much sympathy would everybody have for her? Mm. Bro, they would be making so many excuses. That's they would what be I'm like, saying. Oh, but... Which wouldn't even be excuses. It would just be us seeing her as human. Do you know what seeing I'm saying? Seeing her as human, right, exactly. Just seeing her as human. That's, mm. that's what you would get had you had put Autumn in uh, Keyshawn's place instead. It's true. But, mm -hmm. but everybody wants to point the finger at Keyshawn and, you know, make, you know, Keyshawn is no one, is not any different than any other victim of domestic abuse and violence. She's not, you know? She, so, but again, back to the colorism, because she's dark, and again, the fixation with femininity, I mean, and you see that constantly. It's like, if you're a really dark-skinned woman, you have to go through fucking backflips and hoops to be perceived as pretty and desirable. You know, like, you and have to be hyper-feminine. Like Right, you mm -hmm. have to be hyper feminine. You have, you know, you have the long hair, the nail. You know what I'm saying? You have to be all of these things. Whereas someone who, again, look at again Zendaya, uh, Zendaya in um fucking Euphoria. That bitch was just literally a bum the whole entire fucking the whole time. time. Like baggy pants, like sweatshirt, like looking like a bum the whole entire time. You know how many white people and other just non-white people I've heard be like, oh, but she looks so good though. Like, oh, she looks so good in the show. I'm like, mm. she looks like a bum. She looks like a bomb. Like, I don't know what's so Have her hair be nappy. Have Jeez. her hair be 4C. Have her Jeez. hair be 4C and her in that same exact position. We know that the rhetoric would be very fucking different. And the fact that people can't see that. Kiki Palmer has so much more shit under her belt. That is a very talented actress. But Zendaya was literally catapulted into the stratosphere of fame. Like, boom, Spider-Man rolls. Boom, HBO special. Ooh, like, like uh, back to back to back to back. And Kiki had to scrimp and survive good times the entire yep. time. And yep. she's only now just starting to get the recognition that she deserves, which still, by the way, is nowhere near what she deserves. It's, no, it's still nowhere near what she deserves. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, uh, damn. I, yeah, no, <laughs> I can't even, I can't even add to that because it's, yeah, there's, there's nothing really to say. Like it's, it's true. She still hasn't gotten the respect that she deserves over that. And there's a lot of actresses like that too, who are dark skinned. Angela Bassett, the fact that she mm. still has yet to receive a fucking wow. Oscar yeah. is astounding to me. Like, I'm like, that is, auntie still can't get her award, bro. Like I'm like she 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 still can't get her award, bro. Like what else does she have to do to get? I'm this not award surprised though with the Oscars though. <laughs> I, mean, I, I I'm not, but this is why we need to have our own uh, award shows. Why we need to have black queer award shows. We need to have black award shows because we're not because even because remember black queer people we can't get no shine on the black spaces because we're too true. fucking gay. We're only good to go ahead and set up the stage and go ahead and be your background dancer. <laughs> That's what right. you want. Which is, sad, which is sad because then the only other place that we have more often than not to go are white spaces because those are you the only ones that will that? somewhat tolerate queerness. You know what I'm saying? So we got to go to white spaces and then face all the fuckery in the white spaces. So like, it's, mm -hmm. it, 
Like Lil Nas, so Lil Nas X said, like when he performed at the BT Awards, that was the most terrifying performance he's ever done because he knew who his audience was. We know how homophobic mm-hmm. is in the black community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and how, how scary that was. Absolutely, the homophobia, and and it, it's wild. I mean, especially I mean, especially in the black communities, the homophobia, or and, and even in the Latin communities like ours, the homophobia is is it's really deep. intense it's and it's scary it's still scary you know what i'm saying oh uh, yeah how many people how many how many times in our home countries can you see gay people walking around and they're straight sure g- 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 gay people can walk around the dominican republic that's not on top of the reservation no uh, yeah you leave people. that reser- you leave that reservation and you're doing that shit like God be with you. You could get killed. Mm -hmm. You could get killed. Yeah, they will kill you for that shit. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, And the fact that you brought up Little Nas X too, because I know a lot of straight black men that do avidly dislike him. And Mm -hmm. it's like, never heard a song. Huh? Never heard a song, but they hate him. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, they, they absolutely hate him, but never heard any of his music. But they just know the fact that he's gay. And he is not shy about it, and they hate him for that. And that's enough. Mm-hmm. And that's if he enough, was light-skinned, it would be easier for him for them to swallow. But because he is dark-skinned and feminine, it, it it's like it's almost like it can't be swallowed. Like, I hate the fact that on the BET Awards, they didn't even let Lil Nas X perform, but they gave Jack Harlow a white man, a white man named Jack Harlow, a fucking award at the BET Awards. By the way, stands for Black Entertainment. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was the same issue that I, when I was telling you a while back, Sid, when they gave J Balvin the Afro-Latin Music Award, when this, this man is white, this man is white and not for nothing, but he literally has a music video where he's dog walking two black women on leashes. So like, Mm. I, I want to know what is it about this man that you decided let's give him the Afro Latin Music Award. And same for um, it was a category. I think it was um, Jamaican music category. And they gave it to, uh, this white band for the Grammys. Mm-hmm. All the other people were Jamaican artists, and they gave it to the white band. That's fucking wild. Like that. That to me is it's crazy how they can just encroach upon these spaces, and it's okay. It's okay, but like it can't be the reverse, though. Right? Like, oh that. no, we make our own spaces. We're racist. We, right. If we make our own space, like there should, like the Afro Latin Awards, there should be an Afro Latin Awards because they don't, they don't even show up on Telemundo. I don't know if you know, but I've been watching Telemundo for a very long time. Anytime I see a black <laughs> person on there, they're playing a slave or they're getting yeah. caught by the police. So, yeah, I mean, facts. Oh. I think we got some messages, y'all. Oh, shit. Good evening, panel. I hope you're having a great day. I'm loving the conversation because I feel the exact same way. You know, I I believe that they're throwing the light-skinned and or mixed women up there to represent the black culture. And I'm not saying that I am, like, mad about it, but I don't understand the narrative, you know, of just throwing out the closest to white in every culture. Yep. You know, because you know they have to be diversified, but you notice that they only use the very light. If they're gonna use Asian, they're not gonna use no Indonesian Asian, which is really dark Asian. They're gonna use mm-hmm. Jap- Japanese. 
mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, yep. upper the Chinese area yeah. where they're a little bit yep. lighter. In India, they're going to use Sikh, which is usually a lighter um, uh, um, group of people than Hindi. I hate that mess. Yeah, and and especially in India, it, it like the, the the colorism is bad everywhere, but especially in melanated countries, it is overrun. It's really really sad. You even saw that shit in uh, what was that? What's that? It's a musical, and it's like in Spanish Harlem. Do you know what I'm talking oh about? my goodness! In the Heights. We in the Heights. The Heights. The Heights. The Heights. They oh came my out with that shit recently, and it's supposed to be about a bunch of my, my people, all the Caribbean, like Latin people, and everybody. And in Washington Heights. And in Washington Heights, like, and everybody was white. I was like, or if not white, like, like as close to white as mm-hmm. possible, like she just said. You know, they weren't right. showing like. Um, Amara la Negra, like they weren't showing oh, Dominicans no. and Puerto no, Ricans no, no. that yeah. like that. Yeah, like they, and were they put out a statement we, talking about we just that wasn't the case. We, we it wasn't on purpose. I was like, okay, girl, this bullshit. They That's superimposed bullshit. black people because they didn't have enough. There was supposed <laughs> to be a crowd at a pool, and they literally doubled up some of the black people so it looked more speckled. Do oh, you hear me? God, that was wild. Um, and I need people to understand. It was one of the things that, because I love Lin Manuel Miranda. Um, everybody, anybody who oh, knows yeah, me knows that awesome. I am a theater stage queen. If I could sing and dance for the rest of my life, I certainly would. Uh, maybe not with this <laughs> knee, but you know, I'm coming for you. But um, <laughs> at the, you know, we got to be realistic too. But um, at the end, but I, one of the things that I that really saddened me was the fact that. I'm here like looking at, like this is supposed to be Washington Heights. Washington Heights is almost an only black and brown area. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Like, exactly. wa- like it was like, are you really gonna friends this? Like anybody been inside Central Park and ever saw a black person? Like what part of New York is this? What part of New York is right. this? Is this friends? Like, yeah, like it's like white. <laughs> Bruh. What part um, of New York exists like this? Yeah. It, it so disappointed me. And it's something that we constantly have to deal with. It's something that every other color of person has to deal with. So let's shift to the whole Ariel thing. Everybody has to be, for oh, some reason, get used to God. being whitewashed. Everybody oh, has to, also to get used to, like, like I'm sorry. Like, I remember Jake Gyllenhaal played Sinbad. Yep. I want to say this again for you guys. I, I don't think you heard me. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal Swedish Scandinavian ass played <laughs> Sinbad. Yep. Mm. Yep. It's okay for the them sailor to do across it. Indian oceans. Uh huh. Okay. It's also the same way okay. it's okay for Jesus to be white. It's okay for Moses to be played as white. Uh, you could you could play all these people as white, but the moment you turn a fictional storybook <laughs> character. It goes the woke mafia again. And then it's the woke mafia, which I just want to say something, okay? First of all, <laughs> the Caribbean has the most stories, even still to this day, about mermaids. And I know I was y'all just in about to say know. that. I know y'all in Jamaica know about that shit. Yes. Same thing with us mm-hmm. in the DR. Mermaids is a huge thing, still to this day. And not for nothing, but Sebastian had a Jamaican accent. Mm-hmm. So right. my argument is Ariel is Caribbean. I, like that's that's my personal take. She was just light skinned. That's all. Like, <laughs> just light skinned. I hate you. No, my, <laughs> this is my whole thing. That's it. 
Hans Christensen, which I feel like we forget that he was the one that wrote this. Like it was a really fucked up tale. And if you guys are like, listen, it needs to stay true to the story. Then I need you to go ahead and redo this with obviously a white woman and have her cut her tongue cut out. Cause that's what Actually, happened. Not even, not even have it be between two men because he wrote that story because of a man that he was in love with that did not love him back. Mm. And that's where that whole story even came from. So the whole story of The Little Mermaid is literally about a gay mermaid in love with a straight man with two legs, and he don't love her. And that's, that's what that story is about. And the thing about it is, is like, if you're going to go ahead and have this, um, you know, this Danish story, and then we're going to put in a Jamaican crab, uh, I just need you guys <laughs> to understand that we already aren't in the realm of reality, especially since we're talking about a fish bitch. That's what I'm saying. This bitch is half sushi. And you're sitting here. What are talking we talking about, about? What needs to be realistic. Like, I, you know what? Somebody said something on TikTok. And when I tell you, I wanted to just drop down and suck their dick on the spot. They said, they said that it's not about, oh my God, how do they say it? They said, uh, fantasy, because they were talking about like how everyone was losing their minds over black elves in the new Lord of the Rings. And they were saying it's not just about the fact that they made the elves black. It's that fantasy had been their escape to just an all-white world for so long mm. that now the fact that that's not happening anymore is what's really fucking with these people. And that's basically what he said more or less. I can't say it exactly how he said, but that's what he said. And I was like, yo, that is so fucking true. Preach. It's so true. Because, because and, it, and remember... No, I, I was just going to say, and like the fact that they've been in the spotlight all of this time, they think that the fact that now people are getting the shine for them, that is oppression. Yes. When you've been in the sun all this time, anything outside of that feels like discrimination. And that's really yep. where they're coming from, straight up. Mm -hmm. And you can't escape so. us now. Now we fucking everywhere, bitch. That's what the problem is. It is, though. It they is. And you want to know something just woke mafia shit. Yeah, and they want to say it's woke mafia when you're just trying to tell other stories here and all of a sudden it's woke. Oh, it's woke. You know, uh, we do have to talk about this more in depth, but I I've been re-watching Sabrina, the new one that came out. And first of all, I'm not sure why Prudence wasn't the main character because, I mean, she absolutely needed to oh. be. But it also... Hail Prudence. Like, oh, hail Prudence. Like, that's my bitch. Like, that is my witch queen right there. I, but, I, I love um, her so much. Yeah, no, Sabrina's, Sabrina's greatest power was white privilege. I mean, let's face it. But, like, that's just facts. But mm -hmm. what I was going to say was it, it brought an interesting dynamic, too, in that Father Blackwood was supposed to be her father, right? And this is a white man. She's obviously a black woman. And just kind of seeing Prudence um, grovel in front of him so much and, like, seek his approval so badly, it really kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And I don't know mm -hmm. if, like, I'm reading too much into it, but like, I just kind of feel like you get what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. It just kind of read like not quite right for me. And I was just like, I don't I, like this whole groveling in front of this white man and begging to be accepted and seen as equal to her father. And like this whole, like, it was just weird. I, 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 did, I did not like that for Prudence. I'm not even going to lie because I, I don't know. I, just, I think, no, go ahead. I, you know, I was going to say, I feel like Prudence was so powerful that they she had was. to knock her down a peg in some way. 
And that 100%. was the way they decided to do it. I, I, and I, nobody can tell me different. And I feel like it's just another example of things that go on in, in society. It's like whenever they see a black woman who's just feeling herself too much, whether it be Meg the Stallion um, or Lupita Nyong'o, which some black basketball player was just like, I don't see why she's seen as beautiful. And I'm just like, because wow. you look like your face was lit on fire and put out with an ax. And I don't feel like your sight works. <laughs> That's not my problem. Not put out with an That ax. sounds personal. Uh, um, but, uh, but like a lot, I feel like a lot of times, um, whenever they say any strong feminine energy, even Aaron just walking through the world with the feminine energy that they have, people are automatically like, I hate you. They're so scared. They're, They're so afraid and, and it's because, and they want to go ahead and say, oh, well, I think it's weak. I think it's that. No, it's strength. And it you could strength. never do it and you could never be that. So guess what? Let's go ahead and jump them when they're walking home from pride. Let's go ahead and kick them out because they coming out like home with my, blonde hair. Like, Let's when they see me, like, to be honest, non-binary non people is a strong symbolism of freedom. And it pisses cisgender people off because we have been taught to fear these very things that have the potential to set us free. So how dare me wear what the fuck I want to wear and go against these rigid European gender binary systems. It pisses people off when they see that. I get it. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I mean, it just no, go ahead, Tony. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just, I was just going to say, I feel like we go through it a lot, especially with our own Caribbean parents. They see how free we are, how much we don't care about capitalism, how much we don't care about these degrees or owning this shit and all the things that they thought were supposed to be success. And because we're not coming up with that same trauma of who we are, we, who we have to be, the reason why they're so angry is jealousy. Mm -hmm. I just want to put that out there. It is jealousy. It's jealousy that they, they, they it's they they want to that's the thing they wish you know that that they that they can do that and i think that that's why they fixate on it so much you know it's kind of like i mean because i could relate to this you know back being you know in the closet which were like the darkest days of my life um which was a closet made of glass if i do add um but it was, you know, <laughs> i was in a glass closet but, you know, whatever you know um when i would come across a man who was openly gay i would hate him and not only would i hate him i would fixate on him like i would be obsessed with him like and because it's like they represent he represents an idea for me of something that i'm too scared to be you know and i'm too scared to do and i don't know what it was about that but i will openly say that like i resented it when i could when i felt like i couldn't do it you know what i'm saying um and I feel like it's so that we same call thing. ourselves out. Yeah, <laughs> I will call myself out. I will. I absolutely will. You know, that was a lot of the things that I call out now. I used to be. That's why I feel like mm -hmm. I can speak on these things. You know what I'm saying? But it's it's that same idea. You know, like you see a feminine um, gay man, or you know, and for men who want to be that, that they you know that they're secretly putting on their girlfriend's bras and shit like that when she's not home, they hate that man because he's everything that they wish they could be or that they had the strength and the courage to be kind of like in P Valley. Uh, when Lomarda yeah. said that uh, to uncle Clifford, you know, he's like, I'm afraid to be what the world won't let me be, you know, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. what the world won't let me be. It's true. And, and he, and listen, I was very offended for Clifford in that moment when he was like, what are you? I was like, bitch, you've been I'm fucking uncle me. Clifford, bitch. What the fuck is you? Like yeah. I love that shit. Yeah. That was such Yo. a great scene. Bro, when he said, I'm Uncle Clifford, who are you? 
Okay. Who the fuck is you? I love I love when he said that. But you know what? Yo. That was again, that is strength. Because to be mm-hmm. somebody like Uncle Clifford and walk around in a neighborhood in a town like that that he lives in and still be walking around fabulous and bad as fuck as he's as, as she's doing, like that is brave and strong. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it to know that he could walk out and get killed any day that he goes outside of and, his house and how comfortable that um how comfortable she is in her element because you could tell she'd been beaten ass her whole entire life and ain't oh, nobody yeah. gonna try mm-hmm. that's the yeah. only reason she doesn't get the 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 um the pushback or the backlash from the community because she literally has roots there she grew up there she beat yeah. people like anybody who was talking to her remember when she had beulah in the back seat and she's like who ass i gotta beat baby i was like yes <laughs> come through beulah <laughs> A lot of a lot Tell of like a lot of straight black men forget like they be bashing like gay niggas. I'm like these gay niggas grew up in the same hoods that y'all grew up in, and yeah. we will beat your fucking ass. That's that's yeah. the, yes, that fucking part right there. That's another thing too that a lot of straight men think that because we're gay, especially if you're feminine, that you can't fight. It's like, bro. At the end of the day, I'm still a man, bro, and I'm I'm gonna beat your ass. Like like that's that's what it is. Like, we're gonna fight. Like listen, I, I um I remember Amanda Seal. She did like a stand up. She was like, "Let me tell you something. For especially for black gay men, they gotta fight everything, and they gotta everything. fight everybody." They were like, "That's why the walk is so mean." Yeah, that's they were like, "That's why the walk is like, come for me, come for me, Beyonce." Like that's how yeah. they walk through the world. Like, do, I I promise, if you want to try it, you can. It's not gonna work out well for you because I cannot tell you how many times you. I've that's seen people, saying. bruh, go after, especially in Miami, because you know niggas is bold and they True. go after like the gay guy, and I'm just watching. I'm watching a, a, a nigga named Sally go ahead and beat this man's ass to oblivion. Yeah, <laughs> and by the way, they carry guns too. They'll just shoot you. A lot of them are no, like, "I'm not bro. breaking nails." Yes, mm-hmm. Period. yes. That's, that I and I love that. I I love seeing that because it's like again, it's like there's this idea, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, you're gay, so you can't fight. You don't <laughs> throw yeah. a punch. Go, go ahead. How do you think I got to this age? Like, do you know how many times the average black gay person had to contemplate suicide? Had to have their parents as their first bullies? Had to to go to church and still be told they're going to hell and you're going to tell that person who's gone through all that shit that, uh, that oh I'm going to punch you in the face and it's going to be gravy okay bitch try I've been held again like you know like again actually being from Kingston I've been held at gunpoint before being who I am I've been like niggas put a oh, gun wow. to my head just for being like queer and femme and wow. like I've had many near death experiences again minding my fucking business so again, that shit does not like girl, anyone can do it. Do you have you guys ever heard of the, the body twins? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the, the body twins are twins who's actually their parents are actually quite well known from Jamaica. They don't really drop their names, but they're very well known. And these are two gay twins who literally fled Jamaica to move to New York because their father was not gonna be able wasn't gonna be able to protect them and basically told them so. Like you can't be walking around out here. They're going to cut you down. And I think they had like some family members who got cut down in the street. So they ended up moving and going to Jamaica. Stacy Ann Chen, who's probably one of my favorite poets. She was uh, gang raped in a bathroom when they found out that she was a lesbian and she had to end up fleeing Jamaica 30, 40 years ago. And she had this be- this crying homecoming 
because she finally moved back to Jamaica. It was one of the most emotional things I've ever seen because you could tell she missed her home country. Literally banished from where the fuck you live. I don't feel like people can understand what that even fucking means. No, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like people think that us as queer people, like we live like soft lives or something. It's like, I don't think you guys realize how difficult our lives are, you know? And like Aaron said, it's like, you're over here held at gunpoint. I mean, that's never happened to me, but to be held at gunpoint for literally minding your own fucking business, like you're not even doing anything. And somebody feels so strongly about you that they're going to sit here and try to take your life. Like that's, that's, that, that in itself is really hard to wrap my mind around, but tying it back again, that is an effect of white supremacy because mm -hmm. they're the ones who brought that kind of thinking. Yes, absolutely. All of that shit in the Caribbean, that back before they even touched our lands, that was not happening. You were gay, you were, uh, you know, uh, uh, they didn't have a word for trans, but, you know, uh, in between, you know, the third gender, like, they, they had, everybody was just kikiing, bro. Like, it, it was, none of that was going on. It was until the white colonists show up and they start saying, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong. Mm -hmm. And to this day, you know, you, even um, we were talking a little bit earlier about how uh, black men treat other black women. It's, it, that is also an effect of colonialism. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Because before that, again, in the islands and in Africa, before colonialism, they didn't treat their women that way. They started uh -huh. treating their women that way because they sought to emulate white masculinity and saw that that is how white men treated their white women. So they started to emulate that. And they started to treat yeah. their women the same way. And that's how that happened, you know? And it's the that's same true. thing with gay people, queer people of all walks, you know, at some point, once upon a time, and again, you know, no society is perfect. And I'm sure our societies weren't perfect, but they were not riddled with homophobia to the degree where they were murdering people over it. No, I, in fact, it was celebrated. Like, uh, right. I, like I was exactly. only just learning yeah. about, uh, um, about Abatala, um, you uh, know, uh, and- Abatala has more paths as a woman. <laughs> yeah. When when I learned, we actually had a whole show about it one time because when I learned it, first of all, I was enraged because I didn't have this information. How much this would have fucking helped? Um, and then secondly, it was it was such a beautiful moment to see this androgynous trans god of Africa that was worshipped, that was the the patrons. It was basically the patron saint of like, um, you know, people born with birth defect, like all of these yeah. beautiful, yeah. beautiful mm -hmm. things like that I had no idea about. Like we've just denied ourselves and we don't realize that homophobia is literally a betrayal to our ancestry. Yeah, it is. It is because you're, you're denying a whole part of, of our ancestry and of our people and our stories. Um, even in Cuba, for example, Chango, the Orisha Chango spends half of the, half of the year at Santa Barbara. So for six months out of the year, you dress Chango's shrine as a woman. And then after six months, he becomes Chango again. So even in, even in that, in, in the Afro-Cuban practice, you're seeing how that acceptance of femininity and of just being a woman uh, 
and even queerness, I would even say, because I mean, that's pretty fucking queer to spend half your life as a woman. I mean, years a woman and then the other as a man. Like, nigga, I don't know what you want to call it. It sounds pretty queer to me. That's a little queer to me. You know what I'm saying? But you know what? Chango is still the fiercest Orisha over there amongst them and still one of the most feared. But the fact that he spends half his year as a woman doesn't change that fact. And I think that's beautiful. Yeah. And, and I think that, and the fact that the respect doesn't change, the the right. power doesn't change. They're still the fiercest. I think I think it's amazing. Um, so I didn't realize. Um, hold on, that we have messages. Shit, I didn't realize we had so many. Yeah, I had to watch. I had to stop watching Sabrina because of not only that, but them glorifying Satan so much in there. I mean, every time I turned around, it was hell saying this. I was like, I'm like, oh, I got to go. I can't. I don't condone this behavior, but I kind of took past it for a little bit to try to get the gist of the story. And I've seen that. But it reminds me of all those mulatto children begging their white master fathers for approval. And they never get it because they're not seen as human. They're seen as property. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. I know. Hey, and I if I could tell my story here, uh, I didn't really know the word until my my wife told me about it. Uh, and she's um, a screenwriter. She has her, her master's in screenwriting. Uh, and yeah, she was just like, yeah, these award shows. They just like it, it's ran by white folks, and um, like this whole black excellence thing is, is dumb because black people have always been excellent and uh, you know just they're they're plain they're vanilla they lack like spirit stuff like that like my wife didn't, doesn't say all of that but I man this is this is so hard for me to talk about um before I was even woke to the extent that I've been I'm awake now due, due to her uh, I used to feel that they were zombies in some type of way, like trying to suck the, the spirit out of uh, uh, black culture. Oh. Damn. Well, damn for real. Uh, <laughs> um, next, Melanated. You know why they uh, promoted Jack Harlow? Because they've been, they've been fooling us. They're like, SBETs for you. It's for black voices. Yes, and underneath, it's a white-owned company. White people own it. And even though they throw a black face in it, there's still white supremacy going on in in it. It's crazy. Wait a minute. White people own BET? Yep. Uh, Yeah. Well, so they owned BET. White people owned BET. I think it was up to like maybe three or four years ago. And now a black man owns BET, but I don't think any of their practices have changed. It gives me very boondocks and BET. Remember the episode with BET? It gives mm-hmm. me very much. It gives me very much that like 100% of the time. Um, it, it's unfortunate. Like I said, I really don't think that they've changed anything. And speaking of uh, blackface, I just got to ask you guys a question. I, I, I'm sure y'all could tell how I feel about it. Has anybody seen Tropic Thunder? Oh, God, it's been years. But I remember Robert Downey Jr. did blackface for that role. Yes, he did. Um, mm, so, that I do remember. I, yeah, Aaron, have you ever seen no. uh, Tropic Thunder? <laughs> no. Okay. So recently, Jamie Foxx came out um, saying that there was a movie that was on the shelf that he just thought was 
little too edgy for right now, but he really wanted to release it. And it was where Robert Downey Jr. cosplayed, um, uh, I think it was a Mexican man. Mm. Now, obviously a little while, we remember all this, that brought up all of the Tropic Thunder things. And my whole thing is that there are so many people that are still trying to defend it. And I'm really of the reasoning that we shouldn't be used as costumes. I don't care what the storyline is. I don't, I don't give Absolutely. a fuck that they were making fun of him. They were like, oh, well, it was the white guy who was like basically pulling a Scarlett Johansson. I can be anybody, you know, I could be a tree. I can be Asian, <laughs> I can do whatever, you know? Um, basically Funny playing on that and I'm just like, <laughs> Well, I, I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just, and I'm thinking, why couldn't he play the same exact role as the white man he was? I feel like it would have been funnier for him to have that type of a delusion, thinking that he was black, looking the way that he looked. Why mm -hmm. did we need prosthetic lips? It was so insulting. Or why didn't you mm -hmm. just cast an actual black person to play? Right. Like, that's, that's, because, but you know what that says, though? That the joke is blackface. That is the joke. Yes. You know, and, that's, and people are not seeing that. They're not. They're not. They're like, oh, it's funny. It's like, yeah, it's funny because it's racist. Like that's <laughs> that's that you find it funny because it's racist. You know, it's, but you're you're passing it off. Oh, it's just a movie. It's like, no, the joke is literally blackface. It's funny because he's white and he's putting on blackface. That's why you find it funny. Because if 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 you want if the if the script really called for a black man, why didn't you just class, cast a black actor? Like that's not that's not difficult um, to do. I just want to call Zoe Saldana to the floor. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, we got to talk about it. Um, oh, my love, my love, star of Columbiana. Okay, I love you <laughs> as that green bitch. Okay, one of my favorites. Right. <laughs> um. However, playing Nina Simone, right, and needing a prosthetic mm. nose, lips, and several shades darker than yourself, and you still played this role like, I think I got this. No. Um, See, yeah, no. See, this is this, and this is where like people like Zoe Saldana, like I know she's Dominican and shit, but it's like this is where you gotta understand like. You kind of got to know your lane, bro. Like, if I would have been Zoe Saldana, it's true, though. It's true. It's just like, I mean, Zoe Saldana's mixed. So it's like, and again, I'm not saying she's less black, but what I am saying is that you're trying to portray a character that is completely black. <laughs> you know, and that's just. But let's be serious. Okay. The life experience. The experience the is experience. different. Yeah. Thank you. It's, it's different. So it's, different. A, it's a different. It's a very different. If I would have been Zoe Saldana, I would have been like, "Look, I'm flattered to play the one and only fucking Nina Simone, but I am not the actress that you need to be looking at." To play Yo, that. I would have seen that and been like, "This is a setup. This is it a is. setup." I would have looked at it that is. shit. Do you know that they offered Harriet Tubman to Julia Roberts and she had to decline? Not Julia Roberts. I'm right. not joking. You can look Julio, it up. Julio, I mean, I also heard that they offered Leo DiCaprio um, Dr. King, and he had to turn it down. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm just, I'm just like, no, because there's there's no one else, right? There's no one else that could have possibly played Dr. King, but oh, yeah, Leonardo no. DiCaprio. Yeah, like, 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 why would they ask a black person that? That just, that makes too much sense. What's that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, that's But don't that's make Ariel black. black. 
Okay, because that's that's insane. We can change. Don't make the sushi cooking. bitch black. Like that's too much. <laughs> that's too much. They said, "Girl, too look, much. we we got to make sure much. we keep. We need our white coin. We can't be having niggas on the screen. <laughs> we need to. Uh, let's go ahead and ask Leonardo DiCaprio, so we can keep the whites and, and the movies so they can know their history." Dragons, check. Um, You know, uh, high walls and guards, check. Niggas, fuck no. What, are you crazy? That shit is so unrealistic. Not niggas. You bring that dragon back with the six heads, but you don't don't be bringing black people in here. That's ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) But that's what really be getting me, especially when it's like the fantasy stories. I'm like, there are dragons. There are (laughs) dragons in this story. If there are dragons in your story, do not talk about realism with me. Like, like, don't, don't bring that up to me, please. Like, like, have you seen Game of Thrones, my friend? But it takes away from the originality of the source. Uh, oh, 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 okay, okay. Oh, okay, let's yeah, see. Away. Oh, I just. I need you to understand that I bathe in your tears. I want you to cry <laughs> more so you can fill my tub. I'm going to boil it and bathe in your oppression. How about that? Yeah, no, I, absolutely. I feel attacked. <laughs> but, that's, but that's how it is, though. Like, it, it's wild. It's wild. It's like, well, you know, it's. I just feel like it's not as realistic, you know. I'm like, Black people, you know who said that shit? Tim Burton. Tim Burton, when they asked Ooh. him, they were like, mm. they were like, bro, why is there no black people in any of your movies? And if they are, they're Never. villains. Like, can you explain to me, like, the? and this man literally said, and I quote, there are certain aesthetics that are called for, end quote. So what this man literally said was, black people don't fit my aesthetic. And that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's not the look. I don't want niggas. That's literally what he said. This man literally basically said that. He said, oh, so black people aren't my aesthetic. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I, I just want to make sure. You know, yeah, no, he really, he really got yeah. up there and said that. And do you know any black people who absolutely love Nightmare Before Christmas? Anything Tim Burton, like it's something that's held so close to the chest and how yeah. they had to realize, oh, that person actually hates me. And right. I'm consuming their media, actually yeah. letting it be a part of the nostalgia of my childhood. But I yeah. never fit your aesthetic. And we're so used to not seeing your, ourselves that we're not assuming every single person is racist. Yeah. I mean, despite yeah. right. contrary to, so like, to it. Yeah. You're contrary to so the consensus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're used to not seeing ourselves ever. It's the reason why we have to write our own fantasy because we're not in it. It's the reason why we have to have our own award shows because you don't want to give us our clout. It's the reason why we have to have our own schools because you won't accept us. Like, and then we're called racist for finding our own way. Okay. Yeah. For me, one of the uh, yes, dragons, no the things that gotcha. held me back from being able to see white mediocrity um, was my anti-blackness that was put in me. Uh, and so I, you know, I thought I had to work harder to be like them type of thing, uh, to have the resources that they have, to have the opportunities they have. And my, my parents didn't know any better as well. They're from Panama. They came over here. They uh, just said, like, you know, American dream, work hard, forget about everything else. Don't even think about color, race, all that. Uh, so I, I did all that. And then it finally hit my ceiling. And <laughs> I realized that I have to work so much harder. Uh, just to get out of my state of blackness, which is actually impossible because it is a is a uh, position in society. It's not anything else. It's like you, 
you're only afforded so many opportunities until you have to shed your blackness and enter uh, non-black environments to gather more opportunities. Uh, but then you have to also shed the inner environment as well, oftentimes. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to comment on that really quick because that one kind of hit because he is Afro-Latino as well. Let me tell you something. I'm not sure who that was and if you're listening to this or not. But my grandfather was Mr. Olympia. My grandfather was Mr. World. My grandfather was the only man ever to beat Schwarzenegger in a bodybuilding competition in bodybuilding competitions. Oh, and he was he was black Cuban, 100% black Cuban. And when I tell you that this man had to sit there and win awards only to be handed the award and then told there will never be again a black man takes this award. I'm giving this to you, but never again will this be handed out to someone black. And he had to, so, so imagine having to take victories and they don't even they mm. feel like losses. Fuck. You know, and it feels like a what, loss. How, you, crazy you, is that? how crazy is that? How crazy is that? You know, my, uh, and my, 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 my God, my, my, gra- my, oh my God, I can't even talk. My grandfather, as, as sad as it is, he hated being black. But imagine the, society especially living in like what the, the, through the 60s and 70s being a black cuban and trying to bodybuild and doing all these things what that was like you know and mm-hmm. my family talks about that a lot you know it's just like oh your grandfather hated being black blah blah it's just like and i'm not justifying it but also kind of like <laughs> that, that was a hard position to be in for him you know mm-hmm. um, and that's um, why i don't feel like there was no, I was just going to say, I don't feel like there was any space for him to feel any self-love. Where was right. it going to come from? I think a lot of times when we do, because it was something that I, thank God for therapy, that's something that I've, I've also um, kind of struggled with. Um, because, you know, two things can be true at the same time. There was so much oppression that he had to, there was so much oppression that your grandfather had to face. But at the same time, it, his whole life was almost built around him hating himself. So it's not a shock that we have the Sammy Sosa's of the world. It's not yeah. a shock that we have, do you know what I'm saying? Like that can't be yeah. a shock to people because you're you're bathed in this almost like anti-blackness. And it's like, um, I remember for a long time, you know, um, especially with children of Caribbean parents, they can be so harsh and so, so unbelievably fucked up. You don't really have a chance to ever be yourself, any self-autonomy or anything like that. But then they have the audacity to be shocked when you're in an abusive relationship. Well, you didn't yep. teach me that standing up for myself was an option. I was told yeah. to sit down and shut up. And we yeah. don't ever want to have those conversations, I feel like, because there's so much that comes from that past it is, that was there for us to, to overcome. Their bullshit was something we had to overcome. All of the anti-blackness, so on and so forth. Like it, it's, it's not, it's not easy, man. It's not easy. Like how hard is is it to decolonize your mind when the only things around you that are showed as success is literally colonization? It's white. That's 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 really what it is. Is it's white, and constantly having to. Uh, okay, I'll give you a perfect example. It's like when I was. Uh, I was looking for an editor for my book and this time around I specifically looked for a black editor because she's gonna get it <laughs> you know and I was having a I was talking with her a little bit and I was like her uh, her name's Bianca and I was like damn B you know like I, I hate to to like pull the card but like I've seen friends of mine get deals in, in the same publishing houses like I went for and not to be a bitch or nothing but like my shit is better than theirs you know and I was like and I don't want to like pull the card or nothing and she goes baby it's not a card it's a fact. 
She's like, mm-hmm. the issue is, is that she's like, we have all of the talent in the world. It's just, we lack a lot of times the resources and also the proper representation, you know? And that's what it is. Like the publishing industry, in case anybody doesn't know, is like 99% white, like white and white women in particular make up the majority mm-hmm. of the public. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's so hard to break through and I feel like people don't understand they're always like um, pull yourself up by the bootstraps nigga you took all the boots you took all the leather I don't know what you all want we got me to do all we got is straps yeah. all we got is straps and even then y'all still hanging us with those very same straps Oof. Uh, listen and, the, and, the, and that rope is called capitalism Oof. Mm. damn this is a little too much tea for me, y'all. Like, I, I don't know if I can handle the truth right now. <laughs> it but it's, is, but it's it, true, though, but it, it's, it's a fact. Mm-hmm. It's a fact. And, and I think that it's crazy uh, because us as artists, all because all of us are, um, you know, w- whatever right that we're in, we have to be the best at it. There cannot be mistakes. And that is just to be able to feed ourselves. That's not for fame. None of us are really chasing fame. We're chasing being able to eat off of our work. That's what we're chasing. And I've said said that so many times. I'm like, bro, I'm not even asking to be a fucking uh, world-renowned author. Like, I just want to write for a living. You know, like, that's it. That's all I want. I just want this to be my career. But it's... Yeah, that's it. That's it. I don't think that's too much to ask for. But in this country, in this country, like, and it's crazy. And again, as the title, white mediocrity, the amount of white authors that I know that their shit is mediocre at best are sitting there Mm -hmm. slamming left and right, left and right, publishing deals, publishing deals. It's like, bro, how? Well, I know how, but like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> there was um, um, a white girl recently that was on TikTok that that, that actually faced some backlash. Thank the Lord. It was a white woman who was writing um, a series called Hood Tales. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I'm not, I, I, I wish I was joking. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even joking. I'm not. Um, oh, and no. she got That's published. Amazing. She's but published. Right. Of course she is. Of course she is. A white woman who wrote Hood Tales is published. Word? <sighs> Word? Yeah. So, you know, and it's funny. I think, no, go ahead. No, oh, no, I was just going to say, I just, I feel like one of the things that we have to remember is like, th- they want us to chase fame. They want us to chase all of these millions so that we never actually get a chance to stand there and see how much we're being fucked with a bat dipped in sand. It's true. It's true. <laughs> and even touching on the girl with the tails, hood tails, what the fuck she was trying to write. Do you know <laughs> how many books? And this is like I'm more sorry, like a that bat dipped in sand. I'm gonna start saying that. Yeah, dipped in sand. <laughs> Do you know how many occult books are written about black practices like hoodoo and voodoo and santeria oh. by white authors? I cannot tell you how much it kills me. How many? How many? It's crazy to me. Astounding even. How they will buy up everything about Black spiritual practices as long as they're written and told from the perspective of of a white person. And my my issue, 
You don't even go here. You tried to kill us for right. practicing this shit. And now you're going to write the books we learn from? If that's not white supremacy at its fucking core, I don't know what is. Oh, yeah. And it's funny because the white people that you see, and I mean, honestly, it's very rare. And I don't mean white Caribbeans. I mean, like, white Americans. To see white Ameri the white Americans that are in African religions, the chip on their shoulder that these people have is fucking crazy like you could it's tell that they, yeah you could tell that they hate people other like practitioners of color like they do mm -hmm. not like them and i think it's because mm -hmm. deep down mm -hmm. inside they know they know this is not theirs it's ours Ooh. and that fact alone drives them insane the white practitioners yeah. that i've met i'll admit they have more years in the religion than i do they know more than i do but when they're talking about shit, they're not, they don't ever talk to me about it. Like, as if I'm talking to y'all right now, or like, I'm like, oh, did you know, you know, this or that it's always in a look how much more I know than you, you know, and like mm -hmm. why I'm more valid than you are. It's, I have more of a deeper expertise. Um, yeah. uh, tell, tell them about, um, that lady who tried to summon Papa Legba. <laughs> oh, oh. And this is a very high nice story for anybody who's listening. Like, you could look this up. This actually happened. So this dumb white bitch in New Orleans was beefing with a black woman. She decided, the white woman, that she was going to conjure voodoo legba to end this woman's life. Well, wow. needless to say, the white woman wound up dying under mysterious circumstances. And like it was like on some it was on some crazy shit. But this is where it goes to show. It's like what you, and for those who don't know the history of voodoo in Haiti, voodoo literally was brought to Haiti to fight white people. So the fact that you thought it was a good idea to summon a Haitian loi as a right. white person and expect that spirit to go and fight on your behalf and kill a black woman is insane to me is crazy the entitlement, the entitlement. why the entitlement, entitlement. Like she, that's so used to having that really, way she really thought no yeah she really thought like she was just gonna get her way she was like no yeah legba's gonna legba's gonna murk this bitch for me for sure miss uh, <laughs> ma'am miss ma'am wanna paying for it with her life so i mean <laughs> that's i would you know I Play stupid games, win stupid prizes, as I like to say. And know, so. um, Aaron, I actually have to I actually have to ask you. So, um, did you also hear about the uh, about the elephant who <laughs> who tramped? We gotta, we gotta, because I don't know if Aaron knows, and I gotta, I gotta tell him the story if he don't know. So, did, did you see the story? story. The oh my god, about the elephant who um, trampled someone just recently? No. Okay. When I tell you this elephant spun the block on this lady, like I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So basically, she's a part of like a hunting party or something, and they and they're supposed to be distracting the mother while they take the babies. That's basically the preface, right? So this, so this, this this elephant stops this woman to death. And when Tony says spun the block, this nigga came to the funeral. How did he know when the funeral was going on? Wow, <laughs> this elephant shows up to the funeral and tramples her dead body and slings it out of the casket and then left. No. Like, uh, <laughs> I mean, this elephant, like, I mean, 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 I
No, like looked for this woman, bro. Searched and showed up on the, the day of her funeral. What happened? How did you? Who gave out like the little pamphlet that said what time the repast was at? Because this nigga was there with bells on to stamp out the casket. Slung the bitch out of the casket. She he didn't just stamp the casket. He was like, No, I want to see you, bitch. Open the thing and slung the bitch. <laughs> no, out you, of the no, casket. no, but that ass though. Like literally opened the casket, slung the body out of it, and trampled it again. Like that was just <laughs> there's video. You can actually watch this. So you I just want to tell white people, yo. <laughs> bruh, stop messing with nature and black people. That's all. You know, leave honestly, nature and black people alone. I love that. Stop messing with nature and black people. Just leave it. Just leave it alone. Just stop already. It's not your lane. It's not your lane. Right. You are going it's to not, die. Nature will it, always be on black people's side. Period. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, do you remember when a bunch of white people are trying to sail out to like an island that uh, basically only was still inhabited by natives? I think it was in, like oh, South Asia somewhere. Yeah, talking about the missionary. Yes, and you know what? I said good for his eyes. I said good for him. Good for him because, bro. Listen, first of all, modern day missions work, missions trips is is modern day colonialism. Like that's all they're doing. All they're doing is Mm -hmm. disturbing black and brown people and are like, your way of life is disgusting. You need to convert to mine. And that's literally what they do. Um, But they told that missionary many times, they're like, listen, do not go near that island, bro. Like they will kill you. Like they do not want contact with outsiders. And homie said, I will be protected by the Lord. And they're like, all right, go on then. And sure enough. Sure enough. Sure enough. They fucking murdered his ass. And the people talking about it said that all they saw was the tribe just dragging him by the leg, just dragging his dead body like across the sand. Like it was really like. Sky Daddy did not say Sky Daddy did not say I did not realize we had so many messages. Uh, I'm going to let Aaron go ahead and play some. Right. Okay, we're going to run through them. Let's just not say anything. Let's run through them. Okay. I'm going to play the recent ones, though. All right. Don't know if this is correlated or related at all, but I was bumping NSYNC last night, and uh, I was (laughs) doing their dance moves. It was like 2 o'clock in the morning. I was watching my daughter. Uh, She's five months old, so I let my wife sleep while I'm watching her in the night. Um, and I realized how rigid my movements are, uh, and they were matching uh, the movements of NSYNC, and I used to think that they were good dancers. Um, and yeah, man, it, it, it it's weird, like, taking in uh, uh, movement from folks that have appropriated your culture. And it wasn't just white folks in my life. It was also Asian folks. I went to a middle school of Asians and they were breakdancing and all that, uh, freestyling and all that. And so it's, <laughs> my, my life is strange um, because I'm, I'm is it, I, I don't know. I mean, let me leave it at that. I, I gotta process that. I am so sorry for your experiences. That is so wrong. And I feel for you, I hate when people feel like they are the judge and jury and executioner. I'm a type of person, I like to mind my own business and I don't understand when people don't. Especially if it's something you don't like. My thing is, if you don't like being around gay or lesbian people, 
then mind your business. Why are you always here in they business? You know how many rooms I've been here, here on stereo, where I come and support and listen to all of the, um, you know, stories and the pain. And I'm just like, wow. And then here are these motherfucking trolls coming in. Fuck you, gay motherfuckers. And I'm like, I hate y'all asses. If you hate them so much, why the fuck are you in their room? Sure. Mm. Well, let me burn my Tim Burton night before Christmas onesie and my freaking Tim Burton snuggle socks with the uh, soles in them. Man, I'm pissed about that. <laughs> I know. Almost definitely that's white supremacy. But that's where they were. They take our talent. They take our religion. They take our minds. They take our inventions. And they pawn it off as their own. And they just, they get monetary gains from it. And recognition. And or people who, you know, actually have done the, these innovations end up poor. And dying poor. And it's crazy to... To hear the stories of that, you know, like even like the one who uh, really was healing uh, blue baby syndrome, Vivian, I think Vivian, I forget his last name, but the doctor, Dr. Blakelock, the white man, took credit for it, even though he's the one that actually found it and still teaches at Hopkins University how to do surgery, even though he didn't have a doctor until the day he died. They wouldn't give him one. <laughs> mm, y'all got me dying <laughs> I can't believe she did that well, well I can't believe white people they, they would do anything to feel like they have any kind of power they'll even use your ancestry your religions you know and to try to harm you what this is but they feel like they so rule the world and spirituality and everything in between that they feel like they can get away with that shit. So, so yep. be it. Mm. Wonder how she died. Hmm. Arrogancy. That's that's how she died. Cause how dare you? Exactly. Listen. Um, so it, um, first thing. Oh, god. I was just gonna say. This is kind of random, but I've been wanting to talk to talk about it. Did you hear what like Ray J and Kanye are now now they're trying to use the white man thing, or, like the white woman thing, like, oh my God, we're being under attack by the whiteness. No, bitch. Why you keep that same energy you had? It's it's so funny how we have Ray J, who is now like, oh my goodness, this these people that took such grievous advantage of me. You guys literally drew up that contract together. <laughs> the fact that they're trying to let, let, let's stop. You know what I'm saying? Now, the fact that um, they were they they are lying about it. I understand. I understand why you upset. Like, don't make me a, a dark skinned black man. The um, the the villain when this is something we literally did together but ray j mr one wish you literally wrote this up with her i need you to sit down i understand you um trying to defend yourself but now trying to make this a social justice issue black men who want 
um, to have some kind of proximity to whiteness are the biggest coons ever. And what what's worse is the fact that they will take a, as soon as they've been done wrong, nigga. It's not you didn't read the whole facts. You didn't pick up a newspaper. You didn't do one Google search. Bitch, shut the fuck up. I'm not about to talk to you about nothing. So I don't have any sympathy for Kanye West, especially. I have a little sympathy for uh, for Ray J because they lying on a nigga right now. But for anybody to go ahead and do the mental gymnastics, like, did you hurt yourself with that stretch? Now you wanna be a social justice warrior? Because let me tell you something. I remember Kanye West's interview with Drink Champs when they were talking about appropriation. He was like, oh, what is that, just braids? You're upset, you're upset if someone takes some braids? That's what I'm you're mad so about? That's what you got? You don't give a fuck about us. And just like the same people who will say, oh, don't tear a black man down, whether it be Trey Songs, Bill Cosby, or R. Kelly, is the same people who will go ahead and rally around Kanye now that he's uh, trying to step away from the Kardashians right now. Yeah. Yeah. Kim Kardashian is stepping away from her blackness. She's le- she is shedding it like a fucking coat. Okay? You see how she, she looks right now? Look, she looked like she looked like a lava lamp. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Listen, because she used to look like a molar tooth, but she took all that shit out. <laughs> you feel me? And and, 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 and now she's giving lava art. lamp instead. And and what's worse is she's like literally bleached her eyebrows, her hair is blonde, just like Miley Cyrus, just like Justin Timberlake, just like everybody who wants to tip their toe in blackness and step back out. I will give a shout out for JoJo. JoJo been rocking with the niggas forever. I will say that. She never but switched you know, up on us once. <laughs> what's funny too about it is that I noticed, especially with celebrities who are really black facing because that's what they're doing. Like somebody mm-hmm. like Ariana, Ariana Grande, for example, I noticed that they always go in their look for racially ambiguous. It's mm-hmm. never, it's never like full black. They want to look no. mixed or like, you know, ambiguous. And it's because they want the black aesthetic. They want all of these things, but they don't want any of the heat that comes mm-hmm. from being perceived as being black. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what they want. They want the black aesthetic. They want all of that shit, but they don't want anything else, you know? And that's why I find it funny that they tend to go for in their looks for, again, racially ambiguous, you know, that you kind of got to think about it, you know, as opposed to being like, oh, this is a black woman. You know, they they always go for that. And I think it's just such a cop-out. Mm-hmm. It's such a like fucking cop-out. Like Chris Brown said, Chris Brown said he wants the bitches with the good hair. I said, okay, Nick Cannon syndrome. Yeah, yep, woman beater Chris Brown. That. I mean, Chris Brown, even Kanye. Kanye has a lot of songs. We talked about light skinned girls and all this other shit. Mm-hmm. And Kanye's mom is like, you turn the lights out and you can't see her. So, like, I understand. <laughs> you know, but and that's, Kanye, like, that's an optically black woman who he uh, put on some kind of pedestal. when And literally, um, what was crazy to me, because he was with Amber Rose, who, by the way, I yeah. saw as just a light-skinned thick chick. I didn't know she was even black. I'll be honest with you. I was like, I knew wait, you were something. Wait, 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 wait. But again. She's not black? No, she, well, she's, well, she, no, she is. Um, Cape Verde. Oh. Uh, yeah, so she oh, is. Or at least her father oh, is from... Oh, oh, oh. Bitch, oh, I'm a, oh my god, that was gonna say, damn, she got me because I could have swore like, she was, she, like, she was just light skin. Like, 
No, but when I first saw her, that's kind of what I took. And I realized that this definitely was a black woman by the way that Kanye West was treating her when she when he moved on to Kanye West, when she when he moved on to uh, Kim Kardashian. Because the way uh, he drug Amber Rose through the mud, the way that he slung that bit, like it was really sad for me to watch. And um, I think what really sucks is we're just so used to treating dark skinned people like shit. Like the colorism is so fucked up. We hear it in our songs, it's in our music, it's literally in everything. It's in our dating websites. Like I know for a fact I've been on lesbian dating websites. I, it's very normal for them to be like, no blacks, no, um, uh, no, no um, studs. No, like they have all kinds of like requirements as to what they're going to date. And I know oh, it's the same in the, in the gay community girls. too. No blacks, no femmes, no mm-hmm. Asian, no fat, no Bruh, uh, or twinks only. Yo, that whole twinks only thing. For white, and let me tell you something. I don't care what nobody says. When people are looking for twinks only, I think to, to myself, that's very predatory. I don't oh give a fuck. Even if the creepy. twinks are like, we have talked about oh, this before. I can, yeah. I, I'm young, but I want an older guy. Listen, they're young and stupid. No wonder they want an older guy. The older guy just said that you're so intelligent and mature for your age. I have had this conversation before, not just with you, Sid, but like with other gay friends. And I'm like, I think the whole twink thing is really weird. Um, and it's to me, it's like one thing to like, I don't know, like you fuck a twink. But like when you're like actively seeking that, you know, it's like, um, I know, Aaron, I've, you have, you, you've been on Pornhub. You ever see like the fun size boys like mm-hmm. videos? Bro, yep. those videos creep me out. So weird. Like, it, it, it literally looks like a prepubescent boy. Even though he's not, because he's obviously doing porn, but like they look that they way. They literally and look think, sixteen. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like if you're actively seeking guys that look like fifteen, sixteen year old boys, like that's weird. Like, huh? Funny? Not funny, haha. Yeah, funny, funny weird. weird. Yeah, it's funny weird. But yeah, that's that's very normalized, like in the gay community for some reason. And it's only like our queer community because straight people could not get away with that. If you saw a man that was like constantly just going for like girls who looked like they are very underage, like people would eat them up. People would eat them up. But like in the gay community, like it's very normalized like to be doing or to be into that. And like there's a lot of men that they are only date twinks. Like that's all they want. They don't want anything else and i just think that's so weird of course the and of course the straights have their own version of that we just uh, played a video the other day where this 33 year old man was like i only want to date people from the age of 21 to 25 talking about how they're eat, oh, they're so malleable you mean him? <laughs> this is the podcast that Leonardo DiCaprio listens to. That's what's going on. Um, and and he was talking about how he just loves, loves, loves young women. And this is the thing. I ain't got nobody. I have no problem with somebody who want to fuck somebody granddaddy. I just wanted you to be past the age of 25. When uh, No, for real. I just want you to be past the age of 25 where I know that you're not being groomed any longer. Like Dane Cook is getting married to his girlfriend who's 23, who he's been dating for the past five years. He's almost 50. Who wants to do math? Oh, God. Uh-huh. Girl, listen, this is in like, even then, like, Beyonce and Jay-Z are 12 years apart. They started dating. Beyonce was 18 years old and Jay-Z was 32. 
first of all, I know this is going to seem crazy, but I feel like Beyonce was betrothed. <laughs> like, I feel like, like, I do, I do. Like, I really feel like Beyonce was betrothed to Jay-Z. Not like, an arranged marriage. Yes, yes. I feel like the top industry people was like, y'all two are going to get married. Like, this is what's going to... And I feel like Beyonce was betrothed. Like, I, like, I will stand by that. I really... I joke, but I'm kind I of. I see it. I can see like, it. I mean, 1832. Like, I think we all remember like being interested in older people and letting them big our head up. Like, we don't even realize that it's grooming because it certainly happened to me with older men. Like the first, my first kiss, I was uh, 18, and they were 27. Why wow. does a 27 want to talk to me? Yeah. But I feel so special because guess what? He's older and he's so cool and he's got his own car and he's got an apartment. I'm stupid. I'm stupid, guys. Duh. My brain's not done growing. Yeah. And of course, you don't think about that when you're younger. You know, you're just gassed. No. You're like, oh my God. Like, you're like, <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, no, because they're creepy like <laughs> yeah. Bruh, they took me to mcdonald's and they women took me to claire's after and i'm like i need you to say your sentence <laughs> over ma'am i need to say your sentence <laughs> over one more time and so that we can have a real conversation we went, and then we finished the night off at dandy bear you know so it, <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying like he did the two we for 20 at for dinner yeah <laughs> Bruh, he put a little shot in my cup, and like, even though it was in the McDonald's Happy no, Meal cup, I was still getting lit. He like put some sweetener not, in my Coca Cola. Not the Happy Meal cup. <laughs> and then he took the lid off of my sippy cup, and he put Henny in it. Like, <laughs> not the sippy cup. Log off. Not the not fucking the sippy cup. cup. Not the fuck off. <laughs> it's, the, it's the sippy cup, bro. Oh, oh my goodness. Um, and, and you know what's what saddens me, especially when it comes to black girls um, and, and black boys, we're never seen as children. Um, yeah. And especially in reference to black women, like when we look at the whole R. Kelly situation, the consensus between a lot of black people is that those girls were asking for it and they were just fast. But if these were a yeah. bunch of white women, he would have been under the jail because he's not Bill Cosby. He can't get away with it um, or raping white women because he's just not it's that That nigga can't even read. It's kind of like, I don't know if you remember in Lovecraft Country when um, they were talking about Hippolyta's daughter. I can't remember her name. Um, D? I think, it was I, think I think it was D. Let's say D for yeah. the sake of it. But um, okay. D had come across like one of those racist cops who was like trying to like rape her. And one of the other cops was like, how old is she even? And he goes, oh, maybe 14 or 25. You never know with them. You know, they, and I was like, yep. wow, bro. Like, mm -hmm. and it goes with what you're saying. It's like, as children, we're automatically sexualized, which is also mm -hmm. just weird. It's weird because no other race, excuse me, sorry, but no other race, I feel like experiences that more than like black and, you know, even Latin people it's like we're just mm -hmm. automatically sexualized from like really really young um do you um do you remember you that like um having aunties to oh. uh black mothers uh you know your uncle coming over go ahead and wear something from the neck down to your toes uh -huh. because if you uh -huh. get any touch it's gonna be your fault because you shouldn't mm -hmm. have been that uh-huh uh-huh 
And um, right, don't remember? think that and ignore the fact it's like, well, why is this creepy ass motherfucker coming to our house anyway? Like, if I have a daughter and my daughter is 10 years old and I'm being told she needs to cover up because a grown man is coming over, do not invite that man to my house. Right. He will not be allowed through the door. I'm sorry, Sid. Go ahead. You were going to say something. Oh, no, no. I was just going to say, like, do you guys remember the, um, the black, that black boy who went to jail for killing his teacher in Florida? Mm, no, I, I'm not sure. So, so it, I was I was young at the time. I think this was probably 2006, 2007, something like that, uh, when it was plastered all over the news where he um, killed his teacher. Um, and it's so funny that we have, they literally put that 13-year-old boy in jail for 30 years. He killed one wow. person. You know how many people, how many mass shootings that we have had? And this wasn't a mass shooting. Um, and I think it was in the same year that there was another black boy tried as an adult as 13, who I guess was wrestling with his little sister and he killed her by accident. Didn't realize that he was that strong and that was what was going to happen. Again, went to jail for 30 years. Most of the time, because they're 13 years old, because they are so young, we would be putting them in therapy. We would be putting them in, um, we would, they would be going to psych wards. They wouldn't be going to jail. Yeah, it's true though. It's true though. And that happens, that happens a lot, um, especially uh, with teenage boys, actually, or even younger boys. I mean, Aaron, I'm sure you, you heard growing up, you know, when you were younger, like, I've had male friends that were like 14, 13, talking about how they fucked some 25-year-old. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> And they brag about it, you know? And it's like, uh, everyone congratulates them. It's like, oh shit, it's just like, oh, this lady was literally a pedophile. But right. you don't see that, mm. like when, when you're young, I don't know what it is, and like, it's with males in particular. They see it as like a win. Um, and I, I don't, I'm not sure how or why that, Oh, like I, I think it's definitely because of white supremacy. We have told men that the only thing that they're allowed to feel is stoicism, anger, and being horny. Um, <laughs> we've taught them that every, that seriously, that we've taught them every time that they have sex, that that is an accomplishment. Um, I was watching a video the other day where this uh, man and woman, I think they're a uh, husband and wife, the wife is talking to him about like one of their children has a friend who's having sex already and they're only 12 years old. The husband says, well, that's not that bad. I was knocking him down at eight. You should have seen the wife's face. She was like, um, I'm sorry. What? what? And she's, he's like, yeah, I was, he was like, yeah, I had game. This is what this man says. I had game. I was knocking him down from eight. Sir, you didn't even know what your anus was. You weren't knocking shit down, but blocks. You're in third grade. That is then wild. Then he says, no, this is the kicker. Then he says, when I was 13 or 14 years old, um, one of my friend's moms would go ahead and pick me up and she and I would go ahead and fuck in the back room while the other one was watching TV, picking us both up from school. What the so this is what, fuck? Yes, 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 yes. What the yes. fuck? So oh they have kids God. together. They have kids together. The kids are playing Ooh. in the living room while this conversation is happening. The, remember the, the, the husband and wife that are having that conversation, they have kids together. So she turns to him and he says, look at those kids in that bedroom. Our son is nine years old. Do you think he can consent to sex right now? Bro, that's 
Do you think he can? That's why. Why? Why isn't Boosie in jail for endangering his children? Why? Why isn't CPS taking those kids away? Because they literally hired a sex worker, twenty-five to thirty years old, to go ahead and stuck off a thirteen and eleven-year-old boy. I need you to. Why? Why is this okay? And we wonder why men can't she was connect. Actually we wonder why cishet men are fucked up in their brains. Wonder why we can't have a conversation. Wonder why we can't be in relationship with them. They are morally fucked. And it's and what's worse is that people will always say, sons are easier to raise. You no, you just don't care about them as much. That's and true. that's the truth. That's true. Because that's if you have a daughter, true. that would mean that you would have to give a fuck about women because you know how the fuck men are and how men treat women. But it's okay. That part. But if you're very, very if true. your ten year old son, it's okay for your ten year old son to have sex with a forty year old woman because that makes him quote unquote more of a man and that's the only thing that y'all cling on to is masculinity because you have nothing else going for yourselves. Yep. I honestly wish we didn't have to go ahead and get out of here because this has been such an amazing talk. Like, my goodness, I'm so glad that we did this. And I know, especially since we enjoyed it so much, we definitely going to be doing it again. Um, but let's go ahead and get through these messages. Uh, and so we can, because we, we got jobs in the morning. That's unfortunate. So I got to be up by seven, you know. Yeah. And not only that, see, f honestly, fuck all, all the black men in this situation. Don't at me if you want to, bitch. And they said, check your mileage, ho. Because uh, <laughs> um, Kanye pissing me off. His motherfucker, not only is he ranting and raving about what the fuck are, you know, and all this kind of other shit. But this whole Adidas thing, I guess Adidas had fucked him over when it comes to, you know, um, I guess promises they made regarding his... Um, clothing you know the clothing line that he has with them and he's asking people to boycott adidas and i'm just like wow talking about some you know social oppression this is what they do to black men and i was like oh interesting it's crazy how this same motherfucker wants black people now to rally against your choice nigga you wrote you decided to sign that contract with the fucking company um but when it came to like you know black people dying in the streets it's you know we are enslaved in our minds slavery was a choice <laughs> Oh, I mean, he, did, he did say that. He did say that. She's really not even wrong. Like, that was damn. Spot on, we would call it. Kanye West, just, I just really just want him to just literally <laughs> shut up from, from this point on. Like, just shut up. Your $6.6 .6 billion network ass, you are pressed over a deal. You are worth so much. Shut up, Kanye. God damn it. He gets in my fucking nerves. He, he, he's it's gonna be saying all. what Jay-Z saying next and being like oh you know capitalism's the new n-word like I don't trust any of these fucking bitches they're all white identified I don't give a fuck I'm sorry but continue yeah because cause capitalism goes hand in hand with white supremacy it's true it's true that's why like when people like talk about like Jay-Z and even Beyonce and all this it's like bro they are not one of us like, I don't know what it's going to take. They are billionaires. These are billionaires. Blood like, diamond. <laughs> on God, though, like, honest to God, though, like, these are billionaires. Like, it's just like, and if you really think that they are on your level, I can't even say with a straight face, see? Like, if you think, like, 
that you can even that you're in any type of equal standing with these people like it's giving delusional like it's, it's giving just, delusional. just saying all these hundred heirs just trying to defend well yeah because you know <laughs> yes child because you know you ain't got more than 900 dollars in your account and you like it's gonna be so upset on the first so let's stop playing games oh my goodness if we could just go ahead and like let these people be billionaires and i could be a billionaire too i love elon musk glock glock 3000 like i don't care <laughs> i do not care it, it, it really pisses me off so capitalism much. works capitalism will not allow for every single fucking person to be a billionaire it does not work That's like true. that. So when it I hear dumbass yes. people say yes. we need more, we need more black billionaires and black capitalism will save them. I'm like, y'all really don't know how this shit works at all, like, at all. Because if you have, if you're a billionaire, you oppressed somebody. I don't care what's what going on. Exactly, exactly, and that's 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 what I tell people. I'm like, you don't reach even Rihanna. I I love Rihanna like the next person, but you don't reach. It billionaire status without exploiting people like that you just you, you just, just don't you just don't did you see the human rights violations that she had to deal with in the factories in india that make everything for fenty you yeah. had to step on someone to get to the top that's just what it is because yeah. if you really cared about people because we want to talk about jay-z so on and so forth it was tupac that said if you got money that much money in the bank and you People are still sleeping on the floor. And you know what the reporter said? Well, it's not their job to go ahead and make sure that people aren't sleeping on the floor. And Tupac said it is. Their bank accounts say so. True. It's true. And we're it's not true. bigging him, but we want to put Jay-Z on a pedestal. When we had Tupac who actually wanted to help the people, I need y'all to stop playing games. You don't realize you're being sucked into white supremacy because capitalism is the little sister to white supremacy. It's what it is. It's yeah, true. That's literally how slavery started. <laughs> Capitalism and slavery go hand in hand. They do, because that's slaves that's were that. capital. <laughs> so it's this mind literally, blowing to me, literally. like the people who are so quick to defend capitalism have no capital. Make it make sense. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I was I was talking about that the other day at work and I was like, you know, it's wild to me how even the whole battle um with the North versus the South and all of that, it was poor white people who had and could not afford slaves that were the most adamant about protecting the right to have slaves. Absolutely. Like, that is insane. It's, the it's, just, huh? it's all psychology. Guess what? You're on the bottom rung. You, we want to make, be able to take all of your jobs with free labor. And we have to make sure you're okay with that. How do we make sure that you are okay with having you be completely replaced by a league of people who aren't even going to get paid? How do I make you okay with that? By making you absolutely better than the next person, making you better than the slaves, and then also hiring you as slave catchers right. so you can feel involved and let that whole process evolve into the fucking police. Yep. Yep. Um, I wanna, I'm gonna go ahead and listen to Lay's uh, last two messages and then we're gonna have to get out of here. Uh, Huntress. Rocking mega hats and shit, talking about, you know, vote for Trump 2020, all this kind of other yeah. shit. Fucking, oh, what else on top of that? Motherfucker saying we have a slave mentality, that slavery was a fucking choice, that, you know, um, you know the, the um, racial oppression in America isn't real. But you want people to back you up on a 
fucking billion dollar deal that you have with fucking Adidas? That's the shit you want black people to gather around about? Nigga, fuck you. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> now, fuck Kanye. That's it. Shit, I don't feel bad about what's going on with him at all. Like, not even remotely. Fuck out of here, weirdo. Weird ass nigga. And fuck <laughs> Ray J too. He's stupid. He's a goofball. Like, nigga, he, he can't even wear a fucking beanie the right way. Like, all, all these niggas, all these niggas, trash we. as fuck. Trash. <laughs> not even worth putting in a motherfucking recycle bin. Yo, every time I see an episode of Ray J and Love and Hip Hop, I just watch to see where the hat is gonna land next. It's always on the side of the Anytime they put that camera back on him, that hat is in a different position. I'm like, sir, are you hyper? Were you okay? Yo. Oh my goodness. Uh, melanated Vixen. I'm gonna say that's a lie because men do, straight men do it all the time. They wait. I've seen men. 30-something years old, waiting, waiting for somebody to turn 18. Talking about, well, it's legal now. It's age of consent. She's still a teenager. Well, she's a legal teenager. <laughs> it happens all the time. It's sad, period. I mean, that's just, it's crazy. It is so crazy and so wrong. So there was last question else, before like, we go. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Was, I heard someone say some nigga was like, I can't remember exactly what he said, but it was very disgusting. Like it was gross. And he was like, if she can bleed, she can do something. I forgot how he said it, but oh. this is the shit that I hear. I'm like, y'all. So, <laughs> so does anybody remember, you know, y'all know who Demi Lovato is, right? Uh, poor, mm-hmm. unfortunately. <laughs> so, um, she was with uh, Wilder Valderrama when she was around 18 years old, and he she made a big stink about oh how he waited until she he uh, until she until well she's non-binary uh, until they she uh, they waited they waited until um, um, Wil Wilder Valderrama said oh you turned 18 it's okay she said all of these different things so she came out with a song recently that was called 1729 talking about the grooming that she suffered by his hands. And it's so funny because people were like, well, you said before in the beginning that it wasn't nothing and she waited and the, uh, and that um, Wilder Valderrama waited until you were 18. And I'm just like, she was 18. She lied, stupid. Fuck is wrong with you? Anybody who's waiting in the wings for someone to turn 18 years old, I need you to know that should be a red flag. That should be a problem. And it's something that she didn't see because we were uh because we just talked about it. They big your head up, they say that you're more mature, so on and so forth. Come to find mm-hmm. out Wilson Valderrama just kept on dating people at 17. Whether it was Mandy Moore, Lindsay Lohan, um uh uh, the, uh Demi Lovato, all dated at 17. All of them. The, so let's be real. That's that's predatorial behavior. Why are you 29 years old and interested? Can you even think about talking to a 17-year-old? No. Even Aaron, who's the youngest, you, like you about to be 25. Can you think about talking to a 17-year-old boy? I can barely. I can't even think about uh, talking to a 21-year-old. Yeah. Do, do, 
And we have to understand that the reason that they do that is because of their fear of rejection. If they date somebody their age, they're really going to have to come correct because that's somebody who actually can see the pitfalls and actually knows to listen to their intuition. What they need is young, malleable minds so they can go ahead and impose their will upon them. He couldn't go to another 29-year-old woman and do that shit. That's just the truth. It's true. Oh, also, like Simon and Sydney, maybe you, you and I can talk about this in the next podcast. But um, this is kind of our topic. Side note: the more I do research on the history of just non-binaryism and the gender spectrum, there was this viral TikTok video, and it pissed a lot of white non-binary people. Long story short, white people can't be non-binary, in my opinion. Oh, Jesus. Oh Jesus! You know we're about to open up a whole can of worms, but we really fucking are. Like you do not understand (laughs) what's going to happen. You know what, Aaron? Though, like you're kind of touching on something I was talking with Sid a while back about about how I just this whole non-binary shit with white people in specific. It just Mm. it's very contradictive. It's impossible. It just don't sit right with me. It just it just doesn't. Take it away because you know, like, <clears throat> no, I, I, I was just gonna say, so I feel like because uh, white, um, non binary people don't realize that their whiteness supersedes everything, they, they cannot fathom, um, people not being able to accept the fact that they are non binary. And I feel like what they don't realize is, is that in any other setting, their whiteness supersedes. No matter what, no matter what's going on. And listen, I'm not going to invalidate anybody's experience and say, you know, whatever. But I am going to say that I see a trend of white celebrities who are saying that they're non-binary. And it feels as almost like it's a get out of jail free card. Yes. Because we're saying, guess what? I'm also oppressed too. And I'm wondering if this is... Like, is this a reaction? Are they trying to be a part of the oppression Olympics? Yes. Because for some reason, there seems to be All some type about. of pissing contest, contest when it comes to white queers in general. Mm-hmm. None of them want to realize their privilege. And I don't feel like white non-binary people are any different. Just that's 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 my two cents. I'm not going to say if you say that you're non-binary that you are not. But what I am going to say is that your non-binaryness is um, this doesn't supersede your, your whiteness. Wh- your will white never supersede your, white your whiteness because the reason that we have these European gender binary systems is because of whiteness to begin with. Mm-hmm. And and this is not to say that white non-binary people are like, oh, they can never be discriminated against. I'm not saying that. Uh, what I am, because I feel like people will say like, well, if this happened to me, oh, God, calm, calm down, Sally. <laughs> that's, not, that's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is, is that regardless if you are in a situation, if we are both driving together and we get pulled over, my blackness is going to supersede your whole fucking existence. Yep. It's going to supersede exactly how the situation's even going to fucking go. Yep. And that's the truth. Mm-hmm. I, I keep on remember that same Dave Chappelle's uh, skit where he, you know, was driving with his friend Chip, and they got pulled over, and Chip is just, and he would guess what Chip was driving fast, and he was a little drunk, and the police officer pulls him over, and he was just like, you know what, you had a good attitude, get out of here, and you're just like, what? Yep. 
the whiteness supersedes. Do and let me tell you something. And because of your presence as a black friend, black counterpart, so on and so forth, whenever you are in a situation with them, you're going to see exactly where their non-binaryism is going to play. Yep. No and that's way. just the truth. Which and just blackness just in general is inherently queer itself and especially when it comes to the gender of it all black people didn't have a gender hello we were genderless we were genderless and it was a matriarchal society and listen again i'm not going to try and invalidate somebody else's experience but i'm only but i cannot help what i am observing that's all Period. Like I said, if Ezra Miller was black, it would be a whole different story. But this, oh, oh, my God. Well, oh my God. That whole shit was. Ooh. Girl, Insanity. they were all. They were, the white queers were defending him. They were not having that. Of course they were. Of course they were. And, and this, is why, this is why I tell people all the time. And it's like what you were saying your whiteness will always supersede everything else. It will always supersede everything else because that is, that is your. They see you as that before anything. That's why it's mm-hmm. not uncommon to see so many white gays um, just spamming, you know, problematic people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Dismissing everything yeah. that they say that's racist or that's fuck, you know, that's just wrong. They'll sit there and they'll defend tooth and nail like they're getting paid to do it. One hundred percent. They they're not a safe space. Listen, white queers have never been a safe space. But what sucks no. is the black community is not a safe space because of how hot from homophobic it is. But the white queers are not a safe space because of how ridiculously racist they are, they, and it's, yep. and how much they can get away with yep. murder. Like what's going on with Ezra Miller right now? What 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 is that nigga gonna get? Probation? Yeah. If that was a black man who did that, that he would be under the fucking jail. Just saying. If he, if he even made it to the jail. If he right. even made it to the jailhouse, let's be real. Mm-hmm. It's true, though. It's true. And mm. that's why I tell people all the time, I'm like, they are just as problematic, white white gays. They are just as problematic. They're just as racist. They're just as prejudiced. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. just as any other white man that you would meet. Just that's why I made, I made a TikTok video. It's about, like, I was told the other day, from a white gay man, he was like, oh, I know what it's like to experience racism because I experience homophobia. And I Mm-mm. said, this is why intersectionality is so important. Yep. Because you really think that your whiteness does not supersede your queerness. It's true. Especially especially the, you know, mask for mask dude bros, right? It's mm-hmm. like you standing oh. in any space, you're just seen as a white guy who's standing there. It's That's true. That's the shit about it. You're just seen as a white man <laughs> until, you know, you open your mouth and you're like, yes, honey, you know, then, and even then you're still perceived as a white man. So you're that before anything. And they don't understand that. They don't understand that. Like I had a friend of mine who's a white Cuban and we were talking about uh, North and South Carolina, actually. And I was like, yeah, I like North and South Carolina. We've talked about this, Sid. I was like, I like North and South. There's something about it that is just nostalgic, just the deep South. But at the same mm-hmm. time, I, I told him, like, it's also really fucking scary. Like, at the same time. Like, yeah, like, I don't feel, like, I wouldn't feel safe at night driving around North Carolina. Like, I, I, like, I really wouldn't. Um, and he told me. Yeah, and he was like, well, you know, you really got to get that out of your head because, you know, a lot of that stuff isn't true. And I was like, what are you talking about? 
And he's just like, yeah, like I've lived in North Carolina and you know, this, that, and the third. And I'm like, but you're white. And he was like, no, I'm Cuban. I'm like, you're still white. And unless you open your mouth and you say so to anybody else, you're a white guy. So explain to me again, like how that doesn't exist, quote for quote. Cause I told him straight up, I was just like, I walked into a Waffle House and I got, I was openly discriminated against like plain as fucking day. And he was like, oh wow, really? I was like, yes. Yeah. So I was like, so explain to me again, how that doesn't happen. And again, this is also a gay yeah. man. So again, it just goes to show, and I love him, I think he's a great guy, but it just goes to show once again that your whiteness supersedes Always comes first. And this is yeah. why we had a good bit of gays who did vote for Trump, because they put their whiteness first. Yep. Oh, there was a lot of them. It's, it's, it's true. It's true. And, and listen, now when non-binary trans white people are in white spaces, Absolutely. I can completely understand you saying I have been discriminated against because within those white spaces, your whiteness can't ever uh, supersede. You're all white. Yeah. So I, I, I so I can understand be, you feel saying that I've been othered in this moment, but they don't realize their power dynamic. If we both call the police, only one of us is leaving in handcuffs. <laughs> who wants to guess who? Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then lastly, I was also going to say, do you know that um, black people actually should be driving at night because we have a lesser chance of being pulled over? Really? It's true. At because night? a lot of them, especially with our tents, they can't see us. Oh. They can't see that we are black. They can't mm. see that we're black. Unless you got like some big ass dreads or something in your outline that's just blackity, black, black, black. <laughs> They're like, ah, oh, it's you feel me? <laughs> Unless that's what's going on, they really can't see you. So all I got to do was put my hair up and take out my earrings and, you know, and keep driving. So it's actually driving at night is actually safer for us. I That's something I actually just found out. Doesn't that sound like the opposite of safe? But it's just that is very right. much the opposite of safe. But I mean, that's also that really feels like the opposite of safe. No, like, <laughs> why would we do that on purpose? But okay. But yes, we actually have a lesser chance of getting pulled over because they like quite literally can't see us. <laughs> I know it's so fucked up. It's so fucked up. I know. I, even when I heard the sentence I just said, I was like, damn. <laughs> damn. <laughs> like for real, for real. <laughs> Okay, wow. so we're gonna listen to this one last message and then we are go uh, gonna get out of here. Melanated Vixen. But I mean, there's so much racism underneath the LBGTQ community. I I mean, I hear the cases, yeah, they jumped in to help so-and-so and that was great and all, but I hear more black people from LGBTQ community saying they're not being represented or this white person is being represented over this black person. There is a lot of bias and racism in that community. Mm -hmm. And that's I always True. tell my black folks that you're black first. Part of that community second, because when that shit goes down, I don't think they're gonna represent you as well as they represent some other people in their community. So before I leave, I want to tell you, first of all, I appreciate the comment and I don't think that there's any um, hate or malice that you have um, when you said that, but you need to understand the whole black first comment is so detrimental to black queer people. And the reason why I say that is because we don't get to pick which one 
who sees what. When Aaron walks into a barber shop and it's all black people, they don't see their blackness first. They only see their gayness. Yeah. And so we can't, so I need people to understand that it's not something that can be separated because you as a black woman, you can't separate being black from being a woman. You yeah. can't separate those things. We, because we are black and women at the same motherfucking time. So we have to fight for all of that intersectionality. We can't just fight for one. And I, and we just have to understand how toxic that black first rhetoric is and that it doesn't give space for black queer people to be queer. I just wanted to make sure I said that. Mm. Period. I uh, can't even um, follow that. Can't follow up on that. That's, that's pretty strong. Pretty strong. I just, it's so, it's so silly. But yes, no, thank, I just wanted to make sure I put yes, that. Was... <laughs> so stupid. Not thank you, Hadassah. But no, um, I just, I, I just, uh, I just wanted to make sure that this is because we have to give space to all of our intersectionality. Like with Tony, he has to give space to his Latinness, to his blackness, to the African um, spirituality that he studies. They, like he's going to fight for all of those all the fucking time. They yep. cannot be separated. They're not separated. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Especially with the Latinness too, because like people seem to think you, you can only hear one or the other. And it's like, that's not, that's not, how <laughs> well, that's not even how genealogy works, dude. Like read a book. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so sad. It's so sad. But at any rate, I just want to, first of all, I want to thank you, Tony, for coming into our talk. I'm going to be uploading this to our Spotify. Yeah, I cannot wait to go ahead and do that. And as always, Aaron is continually holding it down and is the most amazing co-host ever. And uh, I just oh, want to thank, thank everybody you. for coming to, of course you are, Bill. <laughs> you be looking sexy while you do it too. <laughs> but anyway, I try whatever, I be so, trying. I know you do. I can't wait for the next midriff, but it's all right. But um, no, um, I, I, I am... I'm just so happy we're able to come into this space and to have these conversations because they are so important. And just remember, being queer is African, and we're going to see you in the next one. Bye. All righty, y'all. Thank you for having me again. I would love to come back. So, you know, anytime oh, you will. Want to have me you will. You don't oh, even have absolutely. choices after this. Time. Yeah, you don't have a choice. <laughs> this, is, this, is not, this is not on you. You don't got choices now, bitch. You in the family. Anyway. <laughs> All but, right, I'll uh, take it. <laughs> <laughs> But I will see y'all in the next one. Thanks to the panel, all the listeners. Peace. Good night, y'all. <laughs>